listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Show you bitches how to do the shit. Stand back while I demonstrate. Pussy worth like a million dollars. I think your nigga got expensive taste. I'm not a bum bitch. I'm a boss bitch. You sideline on center stage. I don't even get involved with it. It don't make me come. Then it don't get me paid. If it's not the money, then it's goofy gone. Steal your man with my Gucci on. Whole team full of bad bitches. That Louboutin, I uniform. 24 cat my grills. I do what I want, bitch fuck how you feel fuck a whole checkup all on my nails i pull out that farm cut in my wheel bye bitch hey welcome to the black out <laughs> podcast your host rod and Karen, so aggressive bye bitch well you know cardi b is, is aggressive i mean that's pretty that makes sense uh of course uh this is the blackout test podcast you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic just search the blackout test will come up leave us five star reviews we'll read them on the show as long as they're nice mm-hmm. um the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme extreme and uh, of course uh you can go to the blackout com and donate to the show uh all the, we appreciate everybody that does that um and it helps out tremendously and we're going to read off the people that donated today um but before we even do that i actually wanted to um say uh there was a issue in our facebook group where there was some dude that was uh look sometimes people get a little buck wild in the facebook group okay all right people might you know uh do like thirst threads and it'll be like a theme like take a picture of your lips or something like mm-hmm. that that's fine well that was um you know and I, and I mean etiquette is pretty much understood and people normally do apply you know at least from what i've seen mm-hmm. um follow the etiquette you know right. like people might post a picture but you're not supposed to be you know uh direct messaging those people or harassing those people online or anything like that off of it although it is the internet anything you post uh, we can't guarantee anything is you know 100 percent safe you know but um in general it seems like most people follow that rule but there was this dude that was hitting up women and being like hey can you send me an extra picture for myself and stuff and he's a married dude um and so somebody called him out and then other women start coming forward like hey he's done that same shit to me and it's hella annoying and um you know there was like this whole thing that ensued where some people were coming through being like oh man they fucked up the whole fun and people were like now's not really time to say that you know we're talking about uh somebody overstepping bounds and talking about um you know issues of um coming into somebody's space and stuff um and so those people i did see they did apologize after they were kind of called to the carpet on that um but more importantly um you know i i I, you know the dude left the group immediately i didn't even get a chance to see it and kick him out or anything um and 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 it's one of those people where they befriended a lot of people from the group so um you know they there's a chance they might be your friend or whatever um i'm assuming they unfriended all these people to uh avoid their wife finding out or whatever um and i don't know this guy personally or anything like that so i don't i don't know uh anything beyond that but the point being um you know we would like for our group to be a space where people can come in have fun enjoy each other and stuff like that um and uh, i hate when people take advantage of shit like that but it is 2200 people um so there's almost no way that we can guarantee anybody will be 100 percent 
um anything you know we've closed the group at this point it's a secret group so you can't find it uh, by searching we're not allowing members in people you know have asked oh can you can i add this person and we just say no Mm -hmm. um so for the most part you know the group is the group at this point um and if there's anybody that violates the rules of the group and stuff we try to kick them out and get rid of it immediately um but uh at the same time you know um it is definitely a proceeded your own risk type of environment because uh at no point can we really guarantee the behavior of anybody you know and the tools we have on facebook are not enough to really uh truly rein in somebody if they're you know lurking or just like this kind of person where they seem to listen to the show they've been in there for months they're predatory um you know and there's a lot of people like that they'll pretend we talked about it with um um that citizen radio shit where people will pretend to be down and shit but the whole time they're in the background trying to finagle some shit so um yeah i'm sorry that that happened obviously um and like i said we will uh you know essentially if it's brought to our attention we just get rid of that kind of shit like um it is hard to manage 2200 different personalities and people and uh people have brought up this idea of like maybe having moderators or something but we're not big fans of that um because for the most part even people that i thought about in the past are like well karen maybe we can make this person a moderator you know inevitably you see that person get into some petty shit with somebody and it's like well thank god they didn't have moderating powers uh you know like some of the levels people go like personally and shit it's just like it's probably better um and then of course there's a whole issue of well now y'all got y'all phase oh so you let so-and-so be a moderator but not blankety blank and all that shit And, and honestly i feel like karen and i are responsible for that space so uh if something goes wrong or people don't like something i'd rather they blame us um and and leave or 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 whatnot um you know we've, i've since we've had the group I've, we've already had people say a little sideways shit i mean more than karen because i'm in there moderating more than karen but you know i've already had people say sideways shit to me and i'm glad it was me and not uh somebody that might be lash out or start targeting people or you know hold a grudge or some shit like that because i understand running this space means not everybody's gonna be happy with everything that happens um so all that to say you know um i i definitely uh am glad that we have a a very active space of people that Mm -hmm. um i'm for most for the most part self-moderate and since the group has been closed in secret the problems have gone way 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 down yes they you have. know this is just an egregious violation on yep. uh the part of this dude right. um, most of the time it flows with no issues no problems or right. any of that you know yeah so this is just an egregious violation on the behalf of this dude and it was fucked up and um like i said I, it wasn't some who let this guy in or any of that shit you know which which is something that we kind of got rid of that and that like closing the group really helped get rid of the who the fuck friend is this why did you invite them in and all the people that are like well my friend doesn't even listen to the show but i thought that maybe y'all could help them out no Mm -mm. you know it's not an educational space exactly you know we don't get that random person going i don't even listen to the show right like that nope right and i'm sure there's still people in there that need to be weeded out there's just nothing until somebody does something or says something there's really nothing we can do but and mm -hmm. i'm sorry and they haven't and there have been people that 
I have joined the group that may have not even listened to the show or been a part of the show. And some of them actually started listening because of the group and things like that. But the problem is that for the few that has no association, don't respect, don't even know who me and you are, they come in there, act a motherfucking fool, and then wonder why they can't stay. Yeah, and it's, a, it's, it's wild because, you know, even people listening to this now, only thing they're hearing is, I'm not in the group and I want to be in the group and that's not that, that's not going to happen so um yeah it's like I said uh I think we're trying our best to keep it a positive space I don't mm-hmm. like people say it's their safe space I don't really call it that because I don't think any collection of human beings can ever be safe like 2200 people is not a safe space it doesn't matter um whether they're well-intentioned or not people are people and they're messy and they're gonna hurt each other they're gonna say things callously they're gonna not like one person will be on joke time and another person will be like this ain't the time for jokes there's gonna be people that uh take offense to a certain like very um you know like something that you might think is in general like oh man this is uh boy this is stupid and then there's gonna be another person in the group that's like i think stupid is a is a tool of a word of oppression or something like there's always gonna be something um because there are so many people i would not like i wouldn't call it a safe space myself um but we're gonna try our best to you know to, to keep it uh to a point where people can come in and have a, a fun environment and mm-hmm. you know like they say one monkey don't spoil no show or whatever mm-hmm. like yeah we like it's still a fun place and i don't and i think people worry about karen and i like is this too much work is this a burden on y'all are we making y'all and it's like no it's not too much work Mm -mm. um and no it's you guys aren't a burden Mm -mm. um you know i'm a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to like social media shit so obviously i hate every time i see like a the record scratch when i see somebody act a motherfucking fool like this but um in general man it's a very positive space um a lot of people have you know uh have learned from each other right not that it's like a required educational space mm-hmm. but i've watched people grow me too uh i watch people form relationships and bonds people start mm-hmm. their own podcasts right. people um uh <laughs> people get married and shit like mm-hmm. i've watched so much positive stuff happen a lot of black people find like a home there right uh, a lot of lgbt people find a home there mm-hmm. um you know like i feel like to the mo for the most part that is a reflection of the show that we do right um and people can still have their fun and make jokes and have humor and all that stuff and and that's beautiful what's happening in there but yeah occasionally there's gonna be somebody that just fucks shit up um and uh i don't want people to feel like that's making us like give up on this space or Mm -mm. i'm gonna delete this group y'all motherfuckers like it's not a threat or anything like Mm -mm. that um it's just you know uh uh it it sucks you know but i tried to answer as many questions as i could for people yesterday because they people were like well what about this solution what about that one i'm like here's the things that we've thought about here's the reasons some of this stuff we had to shoot down some of the things we've been able to work with um but for the most part a lot of people there we keep we retain a lot of people in the group people have been there for months um years or even i guess uh Mm -hmm. at this point and um you know it's a it's a cool community and uh you know obviously obviously no one's there uh by force like Mm -hmm. everyone is free to leave Mm -hmm. um somebody left the other day in a huff uh mad at me you know what i mean so like it it absolutely understand no if if it's not your vibe we definitely don't want to force anybody to be in a group because 
um you know there's no there's no reason to uh to be somewhere where you you, you don't want to be there or Correct. you don't like us or you don't listen to our show and all this right. other shit there's no reason for that so mm-hmm. um yeah i hope uh you know anyway i hope that explains because i want to have full transparency with the group and shit because i don't want to basically be sitting around like uh you know with this albatross hanging over us all the time and i think uh people in the group that listen to the show um you know they they like it shows you know what i mean like i'm proud of the group you know i'm proud of the even the silly shit and the funny shit that people do i'm proud of that stuff and i'm proud of when people get people in line like you know sometimes an educational moment might be getting dragged for a second but then next time your ass will know like i've watched people that got dragged that my finger was hovering over the delete button like up oh, man this nigga and months later now it's like okay that person understands why i say uh agreeing with charlemagne that there's nothing better than a white woman on my dick is is a ridiculous and uh very uh hateful thing to say for black women you know yeah like that kind of shit where if it was up to me at the moment they probably would have been gone but i was like let me try to let people be human and work shit out to a certain extent right like um you know obviously it varies per person it varies yeah, per situation some people aren't like yeah. that when you go nah you got to go yeah some people just aren't salvageable but Come on. in general you know i i'm proud of like when i see shit like that because um it's very difficult as especially as a black person to to not have like a hundred percent agreement on everything seems to be the the way a lot of people operate and the way that people are more disposable now via internet and things of this nature like you can just be like this person's out of my life i never met them we went back and forth on the internet a few times we might have said happy birthday to each other without ever meeting each other and shit and so it's just much easier to be like block delete unfollow and uh to be able to see people kind of work past that sometimes is dope um you know in situations where it's not like abusive and stuff but in this case yeah man um it seems to go without saying i thought um and many people have said it already in the group but yeah just because somebody's nice to you or like like likes a joke you made or whatever um there's still boundaries you know what i mean like people still like uh, um people still are gonna be like um you know even in a situation where it's like if someone posted a picture on instagram where they're like looking uh uh pretty hot and tempting as uh <laughs> as chris uh tucker said um in uh what movie was that was that money talks even when they're looking pretty hot and tempting it doesn't necessarily mean it's an open invitation into their direct messages or mm-hmm. you need to be asking them for pictures mm-hmm. and especially when you know you're a married man and the second that that shit goes public you about to shut down all your accounts and run away from the internet you ain't have no business doing that shit then you know like it's, it's just totally uh uncalled for these and these are strangers like these are people that you're not he wasn't friends with in the group already it's like you you send them a message and it says that thing where it's like do you want to accept this message from a stranger you see what i'm saying so like already y'all not friend like you're reaching out to strangers on the internet just hoping to see some some titties as if the internet isn't a land filled with titties just filled with to the brim with titties everywhere as far as your eye can see right so i don't know man it was just extremely predatory and uncomfortable and uh fucked up and i hope anyone that was thinking about engaging that kind of behavior saw what happened and wouldn't and i hope that uh if there's you know other people that were um 
that were doing it i hope they scared now you know what i mean i hope they they like okay you know and for the record like we don't co-sign that shit that motherfucker gone and if he just left before i could kick his ass out but um yeah man we don't need that shit in our group Mm-mm. all right to the show uh so there were people that donated and uh let's see what the song is here we go Depression, depression, and unemployment. This song for you. Today's a new day. New day, new money. Melissa W. hit us with the one-time donation. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Reaching out. Design T, recurring donator. Thank you very much, Design. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfonso M., recurring donator. Thank you very much, Alfonso. Jane M., recurring donator. Kelly C, recurring donator. Thank you very much. Shelly Wong, Esquire. Please say the Esquire. Official lawyer. Recurring donator. Mm-hmm. Lisa D, recurring donator. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Tiffany B, recurring donator. And she's a brand new recurring donator. Go join the new members class. Uh, also, Elizabeth M is also a brand new recurring donator. Hey, baby. Go on to the new members class. Conrad will be teaching you guys mm-hmm. the introduction into the cult. Kimberly W. Ah! Thank you, Kim, recurring donator. Thank you. Tanya S, recurring donator. Dana W, recurring donator. Thank you. Josh Wong. Oh, you know Wonga. Yeah, all the way from Australia, mate. Hey, Wonga. Listening live. Mm-hmm. Rosalie V, recurring donator. Alexis you stay, you H. Stay safe out there in the woods. Mm-hmm. Alexis H, recurring donator. Mm-hmm. Ashton Q, recurring donator. Thank you, Ashton. Mm-hmm. April G, recurring donator. Conrad, of course. Uh, official first time recurring donator mm-hmm. lucas the g recurring donator uh the tickler recurring donator thank you the tickler mm-hmm. tabitha m recurring donator thank you hey baby brian i think this is brianna f recurring donator thank you brianna and jeffrey b gave us the one-time donation thank you jeff we appreciate you we do. and uh that's everybody um yeah that's everybody thank you so much guys all right oh and programming note um we will be doing potentially this too much tomorrow guys because i know people are like where's the show at you know already and i'm like well me and bossy gotta get the schedules right but uh it's looking like sunday afternoon is when we'll do it Mm -hmm. so for some of you guys who are always working during that time when we me and bossy record maybe you can show up and watch us live for the season finale okay um we will we will love for you to be there all right guys um i guess we can start with the five star reviews on itunes and stitcher um number one dapper denise says still tipping five stars hello rod and karen this review has been long overdue seeing that i have been tipping for almost two years now i absolutely love the show the chat room and the group i'm always in stitches with your puns rod the racist comments from guest the race and karen's timely jokes i will never get over karen's r&b pay your taxes freestyle <laughs> i cried literal tears while i was at work you two are so amazing i love the way you love each other thank you for creating such magical content keep the brand strong for many years to come thank you thank you we shall mm-hmm. 
uh rod and karen five stars by future phd who says i had to post before i really got into this episode karen said it all people are afraid of things they do not understand or choose to hide behind religion gender race etc and then want to tear down and mistreat others who are not like them i'm so glad i can think and choose for myself despite the fact that i am shunned every day because i am not married i do not have children and i am not and i am a female thanks as always for clapping back on those who choose to rest in their feelings slash experience come on oh thank you future phd mm-hmm. and future phd be free i'm glad you have got to the point where you're free because so many women fall and buckle underneath that pressure particularly being a female and not being married and especially not having kids everybody lose their motherfucking mind like when you gonna fuck when you gonna fuck when you gonna fuck when you get married when you gonna fuck when you don't get married or even if you're not they just assume that you're gay or lesbian and you're like well i'm not gay and lesbian i do like men you know but i got shit to do right now but a lot of times not that men don't have that pressure but the pressure is not the same of course on not. men yeah. it's not the you same know, at all if yeah. a man dedicates his life to his career and don't get married and don't have children and is single everybody just let him be but a woman all of a sudden you you are old hackless um woman who ain't good to nobody or nothing yep definitely not the same pressure come on um and lastly csm215 says glorious wonderful marvelous magnificent superb sublime spectacular lovely fine delightful informal super great stunning fantastic terrific tremendous sensational (laughs) heavenly divine gorgeous fabulous fab awesome ace killer literary wondrous beauteous nigga (laughs) i I don't don't feel like i'm supposed to be snapping after that uh thank you uh very much um (laughs) Yeah, when they say it glorious, it made me think of uh, X Clan when they used to be like Van Glorious. Ah! I don't know whatever happened to them. The other day, I was in Chipotle. I was like, "They was like, what you want on your burrito?" I was like, "The red salsa, the green guacamole, and the black beans, sissy." They was like, "Who the fuck you think you talking to?" I don't know. I'm Pretty sorry. Sure they sorry, Gave you a blank stare, like, "Why is <laughs> nigga singing in the line?" <laughs> the <laughs> That's red, too much for <laughs> the red is for the salsa. <laughs> Those niggas used to be intense. <laughs> at least they uh they laugh at me because I'm real simple. What you want? I said green, red. I just call it whatever color it is. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. like, what's wrong with her? Uh, we got, I don't know the different names. Shit, it's too much. <laughs> but go ahead. All right. We got one more. Um, one more on uh, Stitcher. Uh, MJ Not Famous says five stars only gets better and better. I came to the show about a year ago after reading an interview with Rod. I was instantly curious, and the more I listened, the more hooked I got. Rod and Karen bring so much honesty and humor. You start feeling like you know them. I feel like any news that I hear, I instantly want their opinions. Karen and Rod always leave me thinking, whether it's a serious issue or something ridiculous in white people news. Rod, your puns always leave me laughing and shaking my head. Karen, your laugh is infectious and your rants are wisdom. Thank you for bringing your beauty and candor to the podcast world you have a listener for life oh thank you thank you mj famous mm-hmm. well, you internationally known around these parts then 
uh and then we also have some uh commentary on the uh website the blackoutus.com of course every episode we post make a post you can go there log in leave comments vote in the polls um with those with us itunes answers you can mind huh so so you didn't differentiate between you just read them all I, I read the first three from itunes and i just said that last one was from stitcher okay okay i want to be sure my bad all right yeah, yeah i read them all um but uh oh yeah yeah so you can go to the blackoutest.com and each episode has a post and you can like leave a comment um and vote in the polls and all that stuff so some people yes. did that this week monica left a comment on episode 1400 live outside the bowl <laughs> i just cackle way too loudly when rod told karen she could google farina instead of derailing the email with the question and karen was like so i will then then rod was like i googled it for you ha i'm both karen totally on my own train of thought thinking out loud and rod sarcastically not appreciating the interruption and it was a very cute very funny and genuine couples money moment uh thank you monica uh miss mar says one just because you add the milk after the cereal it doesn't mean have to mean soggy cereal if you pour the cereal in first then pour the milk along the, the side of the bowl mm-hmm. it goes under the cereal mm-hmm. this is correct uh i i know because <laughs> i've done cereal like this before mm-hmm. yeah it's possible karen <laughs> yep. listen i'm not against your anti-bowl lifestyle your uh your your different but you don't have to shame us for like i don't shame no, people I, for I, eating their kit kats the mm-hmm. quote-unquote right way i i don't shame you either but your way ain't the only way i want you to know you right bowlers over here Mm-mm-mm. right nope. wing bowlers <laughs> uh number two about the girl harassing the other girl in school i think i get where this parent could be coming from we're conditioned to have knee-jerk reactions even when we think we have unlearned those responses occasionally we run across a situation we aren't prepared for as a society we are dismissive of hetero harassment in school girls are constantly told that a boy harassing them just likes them which is ridiculous little stevie snaps your bra says foul things you push you down all because he likes you now further society doesn't deal with homosexuality well either uh, when you add homosexuality to the already poorly handled heterosexual harassment people get shook it's a situation very few seriously talk about or deal with so there aren't many even many examples of how to effectively handle it the same adults comfortable with harassment by the opposite sex often react far more seriously when confronted with same-sex harassment the cool thing is that this parent asked instead of going with a knee-jerk reaction oh yeah for sure i i guess it just like i said it never crossed my mind how different you would treat that right but i guess in some people's mind right. it's it's just like you know they would treat it differently or right. whatever I'm like the harassment is harassment i don't give a damn what sex it is yeah like why wouldn't you treat the steps because you only have certain steps in the school no matter what so right and they have to be unified so let them be unified but you never know because people do have hate man and they do like you will see people that say like i said this is the same society where tracy morgan thought it was acceptable to stay on a stage full of people in the audience to say he would stab his son in the chest for being gay right. um now he did apologize but just the fact that even off the cuff you think an audience full of people would okay if that. they didn't agree with it they would at least find it funny at the minimum that says a lot about our society you know i think a lot of times people just don't consider sometimes it's the state it's not so much that the statement itself but the fact that people feel comfortable making a statement like that it it says what they feel society is reflecting back to them so 
yeah it, it says a lot that 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 a person could think that yes this joke there, there's nothing wrong with this and like i said i don't remember the clip exactly but if people laughed at that it, it pretty much justifies his homophobia in that situation um so yeah i, I completely understand um and then we have uh the poll how do you eat cereal milk first then pour cereal cereal first then pour milk or some other d- disgusting weirdo way uh, um milk first then pour cereal eight percent are with karen 86 mm-hmm. percent cereal first then pour milk and then six percent say some other disgusting weirdo way ah i don't know they didn't leave comments whitley f brooks only left left the only comment which says i'm triggered by this picture 100 and it was a picture Ah! of how to drink milk with cereal how to do milk and cereal um we had episode 1401 uncle chuckus uh i think this is when we first (laughs) well yeah it got the title from of course charles barkley's comments about black people as usual Mm -hmm. um but this is when we first started talking about the chimamanda um discussion Mm -hmm. and so people were writing in um and like i said i really um like i'm just taking people's word for what they said i think a lot of people are you know to some extent trying to talk over trans people on this shit rather than just read what they say or um you know give you know give people the the respect that they're asking for rather than try to like fight them on it especially since we don't really know like there's so few people that we that like statistically that we know of that are trans and so few people that people have personal interactions with but yet they want to tell them how their life was and all this shit and, and it seems like a lot and oh somebody just left a comment during the episode hold on and it was on the last it was on the serial one so let me just read it real quick i'm sorry mm-hmm. hey Rod. hey karen just to follow up it's okay to have your girl push the car if you need to pop the clutch yes this did actually happen to me lol to answer your question about who was pushing i was pushing from the door and steering my girl was pushing from the back unfortunately she had never been through the process of pushing the car to pop the clutch so she did not know to stop pushing when i hopped in the car so once i popped the clutch and get the car moving i look in the rearview mirror and she is nowhere to be found i stopped the car i didn't turn it off of course i get out to see where she went she had fallen because she had still been trying to push the car as it started pulling away i felt super bad she had a hole in the knee of her work pants as she had as she had driven from work to come help me i asked her if she was okay when she was and both of us busted up laughing because the shit was hella funny i keep the jumper cables in my car love you guys love the show Mm -hmm. well anonymous one i know why you said anonymous this is terrible uh two uh i hope you married her man uh, i hope she a that's keeper, a keeper baby. that's nah. a keeper right there yes yeah, she is because uh in a world where triple a exists uh <laughs> you would have been on your own buddy that's a keeper yep uh all right um let me like i said let's go back to episode 1401 uh just e says on a ratio from conversations about transgender people you mentioned how trans men are often left out of these conversations non-binary agender and queer and gender queer people who fall under the trans umbrella if we operate under the definition of trans being identifying as a gender other than the one assigned at birth are also frequently left out of the conversation i just wanted to put that out there uh yeah you're absolutely right there's i mean like i said you oh, oh hold on we have an issue let me refresh real quick um uh, give me one second all right I'll bring it right back. Mm-mm-mm. 
Are we back yet? Can people see? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody can see. All right, um, now back to the comment. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we all learning. We all have like our own blind spots and privileges and shit. And honestly, I have even less exposure to people that are um non-binary agender gender queer like i like even like that's something that's a burgeoning territory for me and i don't feel comfortable speaking on or about or for people that you know that are in a group where i definitely don't have any experience with that like um I, like i just want people to understand that this isn't about us being like we're so woke and you guys don't know shit and we studied this and we're right like i'm not trying to shame people i literally don't fucking know what it's like right so I, I go to the people that live that life and go okay this is what they say i don't understand how it would be harmful to believe them this doesn't seem to be like some uh uh like when um it doesn't seem to be like when uh what do you call it uh the 4chan people make up like these trolling things where like i'm i, I i'm a pedophile gen, uh, gender or some shit where they're like clearly trolling to try to like be like it's just another choice to have sex with children i don't understand the problem and you're like okay you're trying to couch it in quote-unquote social justice warrior speak so that you can like defend this indefensible thing that doesn't seem to be what's happening it's just people being like this is my fucking life this is how i live my life like it's not an act for twitter or social media and you know and literally people are dying um because this is their existence and it just feels extremely wrong to come in and be like no guys can't um you can't do this nope mm -mm. i gotta figure it out person that doesn't live your life or understand it you know right uh all right listening at work today it's phd 2014 listening at work all day today i miss you guys so much cannot wait for the walking dead recap craig morgan is lit uh ari says i guess i can understand trying to find some middle ground but bending over backwards to give 45 a hand job for reading a teleprompter and not going off the rail seemed like quite a reach Come in on. his first 100 days he's ran around like a lunatic signing eos and repealing everything obama did while accomplishing absolutely fucking nothing it ain't even been 100 days yet has it mm -mm. and right. they're giving him props for just the i mean just and he's trying to take credit for things obama accomplished like still like i've been in office and nobody talked about how i did this thing you're like because it wasn't you you didn't have a chance to do shit yet right like nigga all these numbers that you praising about talking about uh more people signed up for for uh the new health care plan because it's the old one motherfucker what are we talking about here you don't get to claim more people's shit right and it feels like forever i'm sorry go ahead no you don't need to apologize um so uh yeah we're really supposed to be impressed because he didn't show his whole entire ass in public this time that's his no girl bye yeah van jones just lowering the bar uh i'm sasha pierce says um 
the discussion around Chimamanda's comments is so nuanced and interesting here's something i feel gets left out i know trans women who identify very strongly as trans women and reject being referred to as just women when it's used without a qualifier as an umbrella term they they say i'm not just a woman i'm a trans woman they want their identity and struggle to be seen and highlighted and not lumped into the experiences of cis women the desire is specifically to be called a trans woman is very similar in the way that black women feminists uh claim that societal identity separate them from the default white concepts of womanhood and feminism um yes trans women should be allowed to speak for themselves but interestingly some of the more vocal advocates have a blind spot not all trans women are a monolith on this you really have to ask people how they want to be referred to in my circle pushing the term woman uh quote-unquote real woman comes with such a strong sense of erasure i'm cis but have questioned my gender identity in various ways growing up i've been hurt and i've seen my friends hurt when well-meaning cis and trans women get too caught up in this idea of quote-unquote real women Chimamanda should be careful with her words but some of the people expressing backlash are often offend other trans women too they don't realize that their insistence clumsily implies that women should be the standard to strive toward this gives even more complicated controversial when the loudest advocates are the more traditionally femme presenting ones who can pass um yeah i hear you uh i have not read those takes on this where trans people are saying chimamanda was right i don't want to be called a woman and i don't and trans women shouldn't be included in being a woman i haven't heard those either right uh and then more importantly um it wasn't like i don't think it is like when black women say Mm-mm. uh i'm not i don't want to be included in basically feminism because it's a white thing because the they're not saying i'm not a woman right you know what i mean like the cat like the default is still you get like you're in this group and you're a branch of this group and chimamanda's comments were very much no you're you're other you're not a woman period like to be to couch it in nice flowery language cool but the same end of the day you cannot be in this group and when there are women who are trans who are saying no that was wrong i don't understand how people can just be like well fuck those women essentially and i don't and i will have to see what the um like I said, I would have to see like trans women who are saying this, uh, I agree with Chimamanda. We're not, uh, in this group before just saying something like that. Cause I haven't seen any, and I've been looking for different opinions and reading different things on it, but I just haven't seen anybody express that. Yeah. And even the women that says that they're trans women at the end, they still say women. <laughs> so when people speak, across the board in general they just go women right <laughs> you know and and it is a subsection of the group of women and i do understand that women go hey i'm a black woman asian woman you know did a trans woman break it down like that that's fine but behind whatever description you want to give yourself is the term woman <laughs> right and the thing is yes within the group People do want specific identities and they do want to, to stand out in their own unique ways. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. And the problem is that what she, what she says is that she want to just kick them completely out of the group because these women that stand up and say, I'm a trans woman, they don't say, I am not a woman. They just said, I am a trans woman. Like, I, 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 I distinguish a difference between that. Right. 
it's like if uh somebody said i'm a black woman we don't go well you're not a woman then right, right? like that's a whole different group like if mm-hmm. someone you know if someone were to say well black women aren't women they're black women we'd be like the fuck do you mean by that like i'm you're still a woman like like you can't kick somebody out of womanhood because you dislike you know or you feel like there's differences there i mean isn't that the point is that there's differences among all this stuff and like i said once again um kind of uh just erases the idea that this would ever happen with manhood as well you know so i don't know it's just like i said it's it's definitely complicated and i definitely understand that there's gonna be people that view it differently but a lot of people seem to be kind of talking over rather than um letting people talk for themselves and like i said i just haven't read the any I haven't read a trans woman who has spoken about Chimamanda's comments and said, I agree with her and this is why she's right. Now it could, it could, I'm, I'm sure it exists. I just haven't read it to, to even have to read it on the show even, you know, I've seen a lot of cis people try to say that, um, you know, to speak like, to say it like to defend her basically mm-hmm. um which i think has a lot more to do with her being a lot of people's fave more than anything else because if this had been um somebody they didn't like somebody yeah this had been somebody they didn't like i feel like they would be like oh no fuck that like if, right. if this would have been tyrese talking about trans women as trans women and women are women people would have been like man what the fuck are you talking about you know mm-hmm. yeah uh anyway uh, another person said uh hey hey and i i hope i'm pronouncing this right i'm sorry if i'm not it looks like hey hey uh shaniki um if if i'm pronouncing it wrong i'm sorry uh this is a really interesting discussion i believe that trans women are women and they do not need cis women to speak for them but i don't think saying that a cis woman's experience is different than a trans woman is attempting to speak for them oh i don't think we're saying that either i think everybody's saying that the experience is very right um, yeah I, I think yeah i'm not saying that they're they're not the same right they're, they're, i feel they're like completely not the same yeah i'm not i mean yeah i'm not saying that the experiences are the same i'm just saying no two women's experiences are the same Mm-mm. but uh we don't then go and that's why you're not a woman right um however i can also agree that while many people have explained that to be adichie's point that is not what she said like black women and white women there are experiences that unite us as women and there are differences there are privileges that cis women have that trans do not and i thought laverne's response to adichie's comments perfectly captured the complexity of intersectional identity i at least appreciate the various perspectives from both trans and cis women on the subject and how they have informed my understanding of my position as a black woman uh mad sanity says when i this is supposed to be a poll response but they replied in the chat or whatever it's fine mad sanity says when i was in the elementary in elementary school we had those tire things football players used to do high knee drills on our playground and one of the tires was not fully buried while the well the class jerk who picked on me for being a big chubby kid and possibly because i was also the only black kid in the class for the second year in a row was busy trying to sword fight my smaller friend with a sharpened stick when he backed my friend into a corner i figured it was a good time to put the brakes on his bullying by hitting him with that loose tire don't i don't remember much i was nine to ten when this happened but i do remember the tire being wet and smelly and the bully laying on the ground crying with the muddy tire tracks on his back whoops <laughs> comment was in for the poll rookie mistakes it's, it's, it's okay um yeah I, i've i've had to fight a couple bullies in my time and uh I, I'm, I'm so glad i never had that problem yeah and uh 
every time i fall back man it really did end the problem you know what i fought a bully one time but they weren't bullying me it was bullying my cousin which is a completely different story mm. and that's because girls are bigger than boys and then boys just kind of shoot higher than them because even though i'm actually short uh my growth spurt happened earlier before most boys and mm-hmm. so then i stopped growing everybody got taller than me but yeah i was about the fourth or fifth grade and i was basically one of the tallest girls or mm-hmm. one of the tallest, you know, students because, you know, I'm four or five feet almost at that age when most people get taller later. And, uh, yeah, he was messing with my cousin. And, honey, I couldn't fight with a damn, but I sure did the old school windmill the hell out of him and pushed him all down. This was that summer camp. Pushed him all down the breaches because I got tired of him picking on my cousin. It was like day after day after day. And I had said, I got had better had enough for you, dog. Yeah, I had a summer camp dude that tried to bully me over some baseball cards. Um, they were trying to make these really unfair baseball card trades and i didn't know shit about baseball i'm sure they were uh, getting the fuck out of me um but uh yeah he, he got mad about some shit some card i wouldn't trade him and i punched him in his motherfucking nose and his nose started bleeding and he was crying and shit and he messed with me again um brooklyn shoe bay says speaking of bullying i was bullied very badly in middle school and every teacher or administrator's reaction was to pull to pull me out of class whenever i would yell or try to retaliate it wasn't the physical bullying but the re- relational bullying that i went through there was constant name calling threats etc the scene in moonlight where he walks determinedly in the class and beats his bully with a chair had me in tears because that was me i felt the last straw anger uh, during the baseball game at recess i had grabbed a baseball bat marched to the cafeteria to bash my tormentors in the head they weren't there but i ended up chasing someone to the boys bathroom and swinging at the door thank god i didn't hurt anyone all right yeah who knows how they would have um categorized you after that right recently at my daughter's middle school four muslim students were being being so badly bullied post-trump election that they brought knives to school now they're in trouble and those who push them go unpunished schools are ill-equipped to deal with bullying you can't just ignore it and it will go away right eve says the story about the kid who fought back at the racist bully really triggered me because sometimes you don't actually snap until the abuse has been ongoing it reminds me of two incidents in my high school one and where uh one was me and the other was with this other girl with the other girl there was this girl let's call her tasha tasha zeroed in on this really petite girl we'll call anna anna was so quiet and never bothered anyone that i noticed tasha would throw stuff at the girl and clown her every day and one day anna had had enough and told tasha to leave her alone but she said leave me alone you hippo tasha was on the big side this set tasha off and she went to hit anna what no one knew is that anna had a black belt i've never seen anyone get that ass kicked as badly as tasha uh there were loose braids on the ground and a boy was clowning <laughs> tasha and picking up her hair saying you forgot something man that was funny but tasha only got in school suspension and anna got a whole week because she was told that she took it too far mm-hmm. the other story wasn't as entertaining because i snapped on this girl who wouldn't leave me alone and it took me fighting back physically before she left me alone i literally blacked out but people say i won that fight that girl did try to be nice to me afterwards but fuck her sometimes bullies need to be taught a lesson before they leave you alone i bet that kid's bully in north carolina school will talk shit behind that kid's back but he won't say it to his face yep uh right would you thing. just leave people alone that's that's the thing because the problem is that you persist 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 because i maybe i'm old-fashioned some some people ain't never had an ass whooping or they never had anybody 
punched them in the face and say, I've had enough for you. Like they don't have no, nobody has ever showed them boundaries. Sometimes it's not even asked with, but nobody has showed you that there are boundaries. There's only so far you can go. And if you've never been taught, there's only so far you can go. Somebody going to teach you that lesson. And it's not going to be in the results that you think it can be in. And it's sad for some people that end result is death. <laughs> you know, you just hope you get an ass whooping, but sometimes some people are like, oh, I'll fuck you and they'll take your life. So I just hope that people learn the lesson. Leave people alone. That's all people just want to live their lives. They don't want to be harassed. They don't want to be bothered by you because of your goddamn insecurities. A lot of times people are bullies because of their insecurities. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you fought back and saying to that other girl, I remember when I took Taekwondo, I learned a couple moves um that could like take someone's punch and twist it into like putting their arm behind their back and shit um and so i didn't you know if if it came down to it sometimes you just had to do some shit like that um that's definitely how i got dude in the locker room uh rod would you mind telling us what happened after you beat up your bully did you get in trouble did you both get in trouble what did your parents say oh i forgot i didn't even finish the story yeah uh (laughs) So I went to the office. I said, um, I just, I was like, um, I just been in the fight. I had to defend myself. I need y'all to call my parents. And, um, and the dude was yelling, running towards the office, talk, call him y'all kinds of names and shit. So he kind of helped my case because mm-hmm, they seen it. Yeah. They was like, okay. Yep. Uh, y'all both come in here. I explained exactly what happened. They called my parents. They called his parents. I believe that was when uh both our parents talked on the phone afterwards or something like that and basically his dad made it plain to him to leave me the fuck alone and after that he didn't mess with me anymore um and the thing is it um it had gone on for so long that um you know we both were never gonna be friends i don't think after that shit uh but um you know we still went to the same school for like four or five more years so eventually it was like we got to the point where uh we were cool enough you know what i mean um and i think uh in a weird way it probably made him respect me on the level that he didn't because right he was a white kid and i was in these academic academically gifted classes mm-hmm. and i was one of the few black kids in there and i think he really thought i was a certain type of black kid and i'm not right. trying to demean Mm-mm. people that fall into that certain type of blackness because there's nothing wrong with that at all but i think he really thought i was uh the kind of black kid that had been raised around white kids my whole life and should have been intimidated and scared because i was this only black kid in this classroom of white people and um he just had the wrong one like i grew up in a neighborhood where it was mostly black kids we fought at the bus stop fought playing basketball uh talk shit on the bus like it was just like it was kind of a way of life without it being like gang violent type shit but just as kids you know it's a little bit rough um and uh yeah it, it to me it, it was more like um my parents had taught me not to be using fighting as a as a general response to just everything right um and to avoid shit because you know fights do escalate and mm-hmm. especially you know at the time in the 90s and shit you know you fight somebody you get shot later on or mm-hmm. someone bring a gun to a basketball court or something like that so like it was definitely not the situation where you needed to go around just fighting as a way of life because you know it, you just never know the end results of violence but you know at the same time uh they didn't raise us to be um victims um who didn't fight back like they didn't like they didn't raise us to be on some like well just let them beat you up either 
you know so if someone put their hands on me i have the right to defend myself so you know i had to explain it to my dad because my dad is very much like a fucking detective honey yes, when it comes is. to like asking a million questions and all the follow-up and, and you, you get tired of him but multiple you, different ways of asking the same question right to see if you're lying or to see if you're gonna slip and be like and that's why i punched that nigga in the face first you know <laughs> but i was telling the truth that was the other thing like if the truth is on your side then you don't have to lie and make shit up or twist anything mm-hmm. and i didn't have to make up anything because that the, the shit just lined up perfectly into me whooping his ass and not being in trouble um and that was it my my dad told me um a long time ago actually when i got kicked off the bus and i lied about it he had told me if you tell the truth then i'm gonna always have your back but if you out here you know lying and shit i can't trust you so how can i basically go advocate for you at this school when you telling me a version of the truth quote unquote um as opposed to what actually happened you know so uh yeah nothing happened to me i didn't get suspended at all i didn't get a warning the teachers didn't say anything to me a a dude got his ass whooped and literally i i mean i was not in trouble at all so um but yeah appreciate you asking v jay writes in uh i just want to say that karen's observations about the lottery i mean about the battery powered toothbrush are on point (laughs) i've used them and the vibrations are strong as hell Mm mm-hmm I've been told by my dentist they are better at cleaning your teeth overall, like you said as well, Rod. I also wanted to discuss white feminism and being objectified. Honestly, I used to consider myself a feminist until I learned about the racism within the group when women were fighting for the right to vote. I know a few women of color who consider themselves womanists for that exact reason. I'm a womanist who occasionally loves to be objectified, but like Karen said, you can look at my titties and ass, but don't disrespect me. Right. Also, for the douchebag podcaster, forget his name, that seriously is a shitty thing for him to do to women and then try to align himself with feminism. Fuck out of here. You're a wolf in sheep's clothing. And also, I never got to tell you guys that even though the LGBTQ news is almost always bad news, I dance when the music comes on while I imagine myself in a cool 70s disco. As a member of the community, I appreciate that you guys speak out on the issues y'all on my face two hearts thank you oh thank you what i ma- i imagine myself uh even though i can't roller skate that well i imagine myself <laughs> in some roller skates in <laughs> some long socks up to my knees and some shorts just skating around mm-hmm. uh you know it's funny too um with the i think people don't uh get that uh when it comes to like uh that podcaster and he wants to be like kind of a womanizer and out there uh it sounded like he had talked himself into a hole because that really wasn't his life or the life he led but um low not even low-key hockey there's a lot of women that deal with men that basically be like i treat women like shit yeah there's some women that just don't give a fuck mm-hmm. and like if that was the case you don't have to lie i don't even know why people make that their lie because it's just so like you can like he could have been like listen i like and want women and i'm for equality to a certain extent but i'm not perfect and yes i'm out here trying to fuck these women and you know what there's a lot of women that'd be like i can deal with that you know what i mean not like like rather than like i'm gonna trick them into thinking i'm the wokest motherfucker on the planet and get into their draws like there's a lot of women that are would not feel a sense of betrayal from a dude that's like hey man i'm just trying to work it out like y'all uh, i'm not perfect i don't know everything and i can't always see it from your point of view 
but i'm definitely trying to get in them draws and there's a lot of people that are like close enough right you know what i mean right (laughs) and that's the thing give people the option just be like hey this is what it is and people that's why a lot of people just amazed well he telling you he ain't shit well a lot of them go with him being truthful and i'm down for the call yeah there's somebody out here fucking every problematic person on the planet like everybody that just says some fuck shit that we're all like i can't believe people even like him it's somebody that's like at least he honest and they pulling them draws down like it's so weird to use that as the hustle but i think that's how some people see the world is like Mm -hmm. this is my hustle and 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 this is my way in but it's like you can't live that falsehood forever man Mm -hmm. you eventually you will get exposed especially in a day and age where motherfuckers got screenshots there's digital records of every interaction you have with people the dms and shit don't ever go away you can't you can delete a tweet and somebody still got it in the library of congress like Ah! i don't understand how people try to keep playing these games in this day and age like you will get caught why not just keep it real but that could just be me uh and lastly desiree says um so two things about this episode first i'd like to thank you y'all for talking about the jamie dude during the election i started listening to a bunch of different podcasts keep up with the orange ones bullshit citizen radio was one of them i liked it okay they talked about things important to me so i listened longer than i would have than if i just started listening for entertainment and not do the election a few episodes in i realized that i needed to and did skip the first 20 minutes of every episode because it was just jamie talking about himself first red flag and even after that initial 20 i was bothered by jamie always interpreting allison usually to i mean interrupting allison usually to talk about himself and the fact that they were two cis straight white people who really cared about minorities not just enough to have them but just not enough to have them on as guests to the show come on come on you for you for the same thing i look at young turk sideways yeah i mean they do get black people on there but not enough for all the shit they talk about you need to have more brown people right. like these people you advocate for have them talk on your platform they got voices too and they can speak for themselves yeah what do you do when they disagree right they don't you know, want to bring you on the show then like if the only time you roll over to your black producer to get them on the mic is when you about to say some fucked up shit that racially so they can go oh, you got a point you know that's not really having a, a black voice on your show but i you know whatever i remember during uh um the uh net roots that protest the young turks had that black dude who's like a producer and it was like he was just there for the cosign you know like like like, yeah like yeah like that dude is there to get a check too it's like if you just rolled over to your a lot of us if you were at work in your cubicle and your boss rolled up and said what do you think about blank they might not get the opinion that is the most inflammatory honest opinion that you have you might give the opinion of i want to keep working here tomorrow and i need a check so um that's kind of how his answer sounded now maybe that's his genuine opinion but it also was like it feels like you're just going to the the outsourcing the black friend cosign on this um which yeah it's interesting you know and it's not like black people are some small group of you know when it comes to uh liberals and democratic politics like you could definitely have somebody on that um you know that can speak on these things Mm -hmm. uh all right um i quit listening well before the election was over 
after y'all talked about it i figured i'd listen to the show again a surprise surprise the first episode i listened to happened to have keisha zoller and they were talking about mike brown now i'm not saying y'all single-handedly fixed that podcast but i'm not not saying it either i can't take credit for that uh <laughs> i can't take credit for anybody else's podcast uh but uh that's dope if um you know i you know especially and that's another thing if if it's now allison's podcast allison kilkenny um i would not be shocked if they got more guests on and guests of different perspectives um because um one i think women are just by nature more intersectional than the men in general because we forced to be right right but but still it's i think it improves your product Mm -hmm. um and then two um i think i wouldn't be shocked if you want to make an effort you know in a way that you may might not have and i think people don't want to give up or get off of their platform which which i understand if you built a platform it is yours first it is not uh for the world and if it fails or succeeds that firstly is going to go on you um which i completely understand as a person as two people that have a platform completely understand the idea of like the people are here for my thoughts and opinions um but at the same time um if you do have guests and that is a thing that you do it i guess it is telling if you're just like we're never gonna have black people on to discuss this shit or you know whatever you know although i like i said they do a completely different type of show like they do a political show specifically about that shit you know i understand like if i listen to like a comedy podcast and you know they only just they just have on fucking uh comedians or if i listen to um uh for example uh if i listen to a sports show and they just have fucking dude bros on and shit i understand like they not trying to be intersectional and woke and all that shit but i think if your political podcast is about having all these different perspectives and just nobody ever happens to be on to give that perspective or you're not reading things from that perspective or you're not helping spread the word for people from that perspective it does seem a bit um weird you know and exclusionary um but at the same time like like i said uh it could just be that they weren't uh comfortable with that or maybe just the ones you listen to maybe they just didn't the ones you heard they didn't have them on there or whatever but uh i think that shit does help with blind spots and stuff having people in your community and your your fans and stuff they can kind of write in to help because um there were so many white podcasts i can't listen to on politics because i remember listening to them take trump as a joke right you know i still remember the first and only episode of abe lincoln's top hat i listened to where they were shitting on hillary clinton and talking about how interesting it would be to sit in a room with donald trump and i thought this is and they were supposed to be this liberal podcast was like this is why the fuck he gonna win you know what i mean and that shit was like march of last year and i was like man white people just are not ready to fight this on any level like he's cute and cuddly cuddable yeah it has to get to emergency status before they can do that right and it's always an emergency for black people brown people and minorities and you know and women it's always actually an emergency for us yeah but particularly white males mm mm-mm yeah and also i do think it is a fine line it's very difficult between having guests on to like explain their humanity and shit because i hate i fucking hate when shows are like let's have a black person on because some racist happened hey black person uh that we never call any other time can you explain to us why andre iguodala can't say the n-word you know 
like so i understand the reluctance sometimes to be put people in an awkward position but you know right and i understand why some black people that go to be like no i am not here to explain my humanity unless you're right. really calling me to have a real nuanced conversation or interview right. me about some shit i'm doing don't waste my goddamn time like i don't want to be the black lives matter correspondent right on y'all show like i just can, to put my face on tv no yeah i can totally understand that as well so i don't know but like i said i don't really listen to that show so i'm not trying to shit on that show to be honest but if losing a host ends up helping them out because they get a whole bunch of different perspectives and stuff that's dope man when um him that was sick on keith and the girl got introduced to so many different uh voices that i probably wouldn't have heard yeah um so many different perspectives and stuff that i wouldn't have heard Mm -hmm. um and they keep it and they kept it going even when she returned um and that that's beautiful man that's it's difficult to do all this booking and shit especially when you're working for yourself um but yeah that that's always that's always dope so um good good for them and i hope that podcast continues to do well man and i'm sure uh that jamie dude will be back in some way shape form you know at some point so we'll see what happens then mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if he'll be back on that show no, but mm-mm. you know he ain't gonna just disappear he, yeah yeah he, him 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 but, his brand ain't gonna disappear yeah he gotta make money somehow uh second and final thing finally fighting the fuck back well i was certain certainly aware of my place in the social hierarchy i wouldn't consider myself bullied in school with a few exceptions the biggest being the time this girl in seventh grade kept talking shit to me in class when we had a sub i was a good girl and did not want uh i did what i was taught i ignored her that didn't deter her she actually seemed to be to feed on it she kept talking and saying how pathetic i was to not uh say anything back with a few girls egging her on she finally just walked over to where i was sitting and slapped me across the face out of instinct i kicked her in the stomach immediately suddenly the sub noticed me um uh sub noticed something going on apparently the bitch hadn't noticed a girl standing up talking shit to a student who was trying to do her work the whole damn class we both got sent to the principal and the girl who was uh messing with me got suspended she had a long track record of bad behavior and i got a saturday detention that's the worst um i wanted to know why i was in trouble at all was i just supposed to let her hit me zero tolerance is the only answer i got yeah zero tolerance is really for people that um to take the work out of being a uh uh enforcer i fucking hate zero tolerance policies Mm -hmm. they're fucking lazy they're lazy because you don't want to look and investigate and and use judgment and nuance and shit like that and uh, most of the time zero tolerance policies across the board affect brown people more than any other group because we never get the benefit of the doubt and when you have zero tolerance policies that's just an excuse to swipe across the board because even with these zero tolerance policies a lot of times you have white children that accuse a lot of this shit but they they find ways sometimes to wipe off the book or, or or give a warning or some shit but but you that's where the zero tolerance policy kicks in it's still not zero tolerance across the board yep uh the lesson i learned none from the fucking school they didn't do shit to help me just punish me for finally fighting back life lesson the girl never fuck with me again i never had anyone hitting me with a hairbrush on the bus again i generally didn't get fucked with in school again all because i finally fought back ignoring bullies doesn't work but kicking the asshole who slaps you just might uh and the poll was simple have you ever fought a bully um and the answers were yes no and i've never been bullied five percent of people never been bullied good for you baby that mean you was the bully son of a bitch y'all not slick 26 percent say no and 69 percent say yes 
uh they fought back uh mad sanity says when i was in elementary school we had those tire things football players used to do knee high oh wait okay so this is the one mm-hmm. uh cool we already read that uh all right let's go to the next episode 1402 save your emails this is the one we had to be like all right stop writing in with your but let me explain to you what trans people really are going through even though i'm not and and i have no reason to believe this right um all right so uh black underscore dante confucius jeremy writes in oh wait no i'm sorry noir dynamite writes in dear karen arrive people emailing y'all about stuff y'all said not to email y'all about is annoying as fuck agreed that's some childish behavior right there you two work too hard for people to ignore your simple request just because they gotta get their comments in ugh it's not even like you two talked about something difficult to understand when discussing chimamanda the overarching point let trans women tell their own stories what's there to discuss these types the type of individuals who have to get his slash her opinion out there regardless of how it'll be received or some of the worst people online in real life i'm going on and on about this but it irks me so much y'all shouldn't have to sift through that this shit when you're constantly providing us with a safe place to frequent and high quality content to get through these trying times to revisit a quote y'all have mentioned silence is free some of those people who wrote in need to take advantage of the free cost of silence thank y'all for being y'all love y'all jaris aka dnib that nigga in beijing thanks man thank you and uh yeah man i mean we like to have uh people write in with feedback and shit but some of this shit is just not up for debate man you know i mean we said when we first started kind of talking about social issues uh, a bunch of years back you know we talk about how like um stupid homophobia was and we used to get people that were writing call in and be like but what about this and what about that and it's like dog i'm never going to be like and in this case homophobia is okay so what the fuck was the point of all that shit i don't care about your religion and yeah and and all that shit none of that makes it okay to me you know but uh i think you know this is like a new in a lot of people's point of view it's like a new idea to play with academically and not actually um viewing people as humans right uh so yeah uh jeremy writes in if i may share a story i'll try to make it quick a couple years ago i followed a cishet black woman who was a feminist she was having a conversation with a white trans woman it was a conversation about womanhood in which the cis woman said she's an ally and supports trans women but that trans women aren't fully women because they can't do some things that cis women can like give birth or have periods mind you not all cisgender women can do those things either come on she basically said that a trans woman is three-fifths of a full woman and if that wasn't bad enough she told a trans woman that she had no right to be offended at her not respecting her as a full woman mind you you just said another woman's humanity is invalid but the trans woman had no right to be offended the fuck even before i became aware and knowledgeable as i am now i was just thinking in my mind damn that is fucked up and the trans woman was heartbroken because this was coming from someone she thought was for her humanity right that's how i see a lot of cis quote-unquote allies feel feel via their privilege and attitudes whenever transgender issues are brought up yeah it just goes up the chain but yeah absolutely you know and i don't know what it's, it's gotta it's gotta be hurtful for a lot just like it's gotta be hurtful for black women that are feminists when you see white women that are feminists but then turn out to be kind of racist Right. Um, especially if you grew up with like oh that's my icon or oh yeah i really oh i like i like her she seemed like a cool person and then they just had that moment where you're like oh they don't really fuck with me though um which sucks man so i can't imagine and yeah i've seen that um i remember i saw a dude maybe a couple weeks ago he got into it with um 
there was a gay white dude that called him the n-word so then his response was to call the gay white dude uh a faggot uh, uh, uh on twitter and so then with all the people that were like his the the black dude's friends and whatever were like hey man that's homophobic and you shouldn't do that and he's like oh so he could just call me a nigga it's like no that's not what we're saying he's fucked up too but at some point um you crossed the line and it is what's the lesson i'm supposed to learn if i'm your friend and i'm gay is the lesson here yeah we cool as long as we don't disagree and then i'm i'm back to being called these names is this how you really feel about me but under the name of quote-unquote tolerance you just hold back but secretly this is how you really feel about all gay people Mm -hmm. and he just went on and on about being a real victim and everybody's too pc and all this shit and it's always too pc when you won't talk your shit right right and that's kind of how i think some of this shit comes off where people are like i'm the real victim here because i can't basically talk for you because people are saying look that's not my experience and what you're saying is wrong and they're like no now see you guys this is where i draw the line and this is why i can't see you know that kind of shit anyway but mill 73 says seems pretty simple to me when i first saw chimamanda's comments i thought they sounded reasonable until i saw what the trans women i follow on twitter were saying these are the people who live that life and if they say their comments are unreasonable and hurtful it's a wrap the comments aren't reasonable and hurtful no debate necessary especially for people of color who have to deal with others invalidating our concerns about racist shit daily yeah i guess that's the other thing because the way i see the world i just see like parallels and and shit like that so i'm just like well that feels the way that it feels when we say you know with like when white people say shit like well you know in the inner city these black kids are killing each other and that's why they need law and order and all these black people speak up and say that's not our experience and that's not true like what you're saying is going to harm people and you're not and you don't know our lives like and they're and they're like "Eh, shut the fuck up these black people don't know what they're talking about just keep talking over them and saying this is what they're experiencing it feels a bit like that you know now i can't say it's a one-to-one thing obviously but it feels a lot like when white people just keep having this discussion over the voices of black people that are already telling you like no let me speak for myself so i don't know it seems more simple to like in those cases i wish people would just go to black voices and let them speak for themselves i feel like that's what should happen here too upon further reflection of the comments i realized i should have seen them for the bullshit that they are at a homie in high school who was very effeminate please note that i'm not implying this is the same as being trans this was back in jamaica which as we all know is extremely homophobic any male privilege he enjoyed was undercut by how he was treated by other boys this notion that you can just use the wachowskis and caitlin jenner as representatives of the typical trans experience is like saying Jaden and willow smith have the typical black experience right. yeah it's a black experience but it's not a typical one i love her but she fucked up she has this blind spot and showed it and i will hope she recognizes it and comes around sadly trans people simply can't afford to wait around and hope people evolve someday come on every day there's some, some seems to be news of a story of a trans woman being murdered then misgendered in death it may be academic for me but it's life and death for them to my man definitely gets in it's not me it's you for this week keep doing your thing yeah like it, it's, it's it's sad that it's um it's just a fact i really think for a lot of people it's just the fact that she's their fave right it's sad it's sad that that's all it takes for people but that was like a recurring theme last week for me it was just realizing how many people just when it's their fave 
all the shit just goes out the window it just don't matter uh which is you know which is uh unfortunate man uh ari says yes karen also here for your beauty supply store rant thread read the story in charlotte is absolutely ridiculous and completely unnecessary yeah that was a uh stop owner asian shop stop owner that put literally put a black woman in the chokehold over five dollars and 99 cents with her eyelashes he claims she stole which there's no proof of her stealing um he had no right to jump on that woman like that and now that he's been caught he wants to act remorseful and apologetic everything you described is exactly what i have experienced from taller cash registers to mirrors everywhere to being monitored by the employees even though i have shopped there for years right tackling someone over some eyelashes is wild as fuck i hope his business suffers and that they close that motherfucker down in the words of karen fuck you uh c chance says i should not have to explain my humanity karen that was the truest most deep coldest shit i've heard in forever i've been listening trying to think of a comment that would elicit your good deep fried southern country ass laugh <laughs> or at least get the csi sound and i'm hoping for it but no jokes no puns that quote alone goddamn y'all keep doing your thing right i want in on the facebook group Mm-mm. all bullshit aside <laughs> you guys get me through my work day i'm tired of explaining to my co-workers who voted for 45 why i deleted them and otherwise don't fuck with them anymore and judging from the feedback show it's obvious i'm not alone it does my heart good this how you two have touched people's lives all over the globe and y'all are from nc thanks thank you brooklyn shoe bay says i really appreciate the discussions i'm a 44 year old woman and growing up we just didn't discuss gays lesbians or transgender people hell i don't think i really heard proper terminology until i was in my late teens like you said rod trans people always existed but people called them different things like he she or lady boy it wasn't until i got to college that my eyes really got open i went to nyu which is a liberal university in the gay center of new york plus i took a couple of sexuality and gender courses in college in the very early 1990s over the years i've learned from reading books watching documentaries and just asking questions i want to learn and know because i don't want to offend anyone out of accidental ignorance the world is changing and i want to be equipped yeah essentially i mean it's that simple for me man i just would like i don't want to be any more harmful than i'm just gonna be naturally anyway you know if you can learn to do something better or learn about a concept i don't see why it's so fucking threatening you know but people feel very threatened by just this idea that something would be different you know uh eve says i was surprised people were debating on whether the woman in the video was the nanny or the wife oh yeah that video with the guy interviewed for the bbc i was too busy laughing at how bold that little girl was when she busted in the room twerking <laughs> strange i guess i'm not obli- i guess i'm just oblivious to this stuff as far as the korean shop owner shopping in korean hair shops was one of the many reasons i went natural i want i work too hard for my money to spend it in a place where i get treated like dirt i hope they have to close shop but that what will probably happen is that they'll close that shop and open it elsewhere under another name and hope people don't remember i hope the locals stay diligent and getting those racist ass store owners out of the mix because they do not need to be serving the community they could have killed her i feel equally fucked with that he wasn't charged for a crime he assault right he's assaulted that and it turns out that she didn't steal anything fuck them support black owned hair businesses like i said they wonder why the curl kit popping man like i ain't gotta worry about these i just send me some products and i ain't gotta worry about nobody looking in a mirror nobody gonna choke me (laughs) send straight to my house right racism free Mm mm-hmm 
uh me myself in life says rod like you i viewed the video of the man getting his interview derailed by his family without any sort of input i watched the video without sound at first and, and instantly assumed that the woman was the children's mother but later confirmed it when i rewatched it with the sound i heard the little girl say mom why in korean after all oh you speak korean after all the discussion it caused i wonder if my view of things was so different from everyone else because i currently live in korea and see white and asian interracial couples all the time it never even crossed my mind that she was a nanny and it really bothered me that people assumed that uh also the video with the korean clerk putting this putting that woman in a chokehold really was triggering for me like i said i live in korea anti-blackness is real here too i often go into stores and will be followed around by clerks for no other reason than my skin color these same clerks will ignore my white and korean friends and will hover over me the entire time uh to where sometimes i just get fed up and decide not to buy anything another thing that really got to me about the situation was the way some black men were reacting to it oh god what did we do uh, a lot of them were saying that if she had stolen from the owner uh then they had no sympathy for her and that she was in no real danger of being strangled to death what i can believe that now see imagine saying that shit when eric garner was getting choked out mm-hmm. you know these motherfuckers they chastised black women for buying weaves and nails and eyelashes oh god and giving into the white man's beauty standards just basically derailing the conversation right that's that's the whole purpose the conversation what about me what about me that's what that conversation sings it's just so disheartening to see black men defend this whenever the owner himself said he was wrong for what he did these same men are up in arms the way eric garner was treated but can't see how this situation is just as wrong it blows my mind yeah that's the thing about choco man you don't know you ain't a professional you could crush somebody's windpipe and kill them and now you got a fucking murder case on your hands and yeah you yeah it's sad the brothers will opt out of some shit man you know it's a cold it's a cold world man people you really can't look up to nobody really can't expect better from from anybody people are about as as loyal to circumstances when it comes to this shit i you know i still hear brothers trying to figure some way out to defend nate parker and it's been months you know it's like it's sad like they're never going to be better a better person than they are today and they're resigned to it anyway sorry for such a long post thanks for all that you do i listen to the show daily it's a great way for me to keep updated on what's going on back home p.s karen you are my absolute favorite thank you all right let me go to the next session real quick guys we'll be right back on screen right up against the break all right mm-hmm. oh you motherfuckers <laughs> okay all right I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Huh? You think you can do this shit? Yay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go and walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. All right. Janica says, the dog story you read happened at the apartment complex I used to live at. What the fuck happened to that place? Shaking my damn head. And lastly, did you get a chance to try the naked chicken chalupa? Mm, that was a emotional moment on the show. 
56 percent said i wouldn't ever eat that you snobs 32 percent said no i wasn't able to get one and 12 percent said my mouth did taste the glory mm. ah! welcome to my club guys i was in that 12 percent uh all right uh 1403 never a bridesmaid um talked about a bunch of different stuff mm-hmm. one of them was the cost of being a bridesmaid and very expensive what it would cost to pay women what they're worth um for all the investment in time uh but mill 73 says on sam jackson's comment he does somewhat have a have somewhat of a point but it's rooted in white supremacy probably not well illustrated by using get out which is a black production as an example the u.s and europe seem to work on the principle that the those niggers from over there are better than our niggers over here mm-hmm. but that by that i mean that black people from elsewhere seem to be treated a lot better than homegrown ones i recently read an essay written by malcolm gladwell back back in 1996 that explored why west indians seem to do better than american blacks in the new york area further study showed that white people in hiring positions told themselves that these west indians had a better work ethic than local blacks they seem to have that perception for no other reason than that uh the immigrants uh than that the immigrants were from somewhere else ironically though in toronto where they had where there had been an explosion of the black population in the 1960s when west indians started moving here in droves they are there in droves they were seen as loud lazy and possessing a bad work ethic by the 90s on the flip side in europe black americans are treated with deference especially in paris and london since the 20s african-americans like josephine baker and james baldwin immigrated to europe to find that they were treated like royalty compared to the segregation and shit they left behind today black tourists are not treated like black locals who face the type of shit black people face back in the states it brings to mind the standing ovation that baldwin got at oxford back in the day yep yep um yeah one of the other things i find interesting about that too is um imagine just not imagine i mean y'all most of y'all are black probably but um we're in the work being in the workplace with white people that view us with all the stereotypical bullshit that is in this country you know like that shit just doesn't go away you know people that vote for trump work at your job um and some of them will loudly let you know well if it's a white man it's like a 70 percent chance right like mm-hmm. like people that uh view you through a stereotypical lens and all the hundreds of years of just uh propaganda and negativity that that has gone out our race as black people like those people work right there every day they make decisions in your life every single day and that shit just doesn't go away man i, I think um when you think about the microaggressions of like like i said when i was in corporate america and there would be i would be treated as anti-social and at the same time too social at the same time like it would be like roger not talking to people enough get out talk to your, your, your to your your work club workmates and shit there needs to be you know like you, you, everybody you know needs to know how cool of a person you are I start doing that roger you're not at your desk you're talking too much there's not you're, you're socializing make sure you're not over socializing and now and keep in mind this wasn't some extreme this wasn't like i went from i don't ever want to talk to these motherfuckers to all of a sudden i'm over at everybody's desk eight hours a day it was just literally i couldn't do anything right but and i really think after i don't know 15 years of corporate america that's not on me dog 
yep so you know i can't speak for anybody else i've been through that too and it's so fucking confused like fuck it i'm just anti-goddamn social thing because you can't have it both right ways. but here's the thing when you're anti-social it ends up trapping you in this maze of well now we're not going to promote this person certain jobs aren't going to be open to you certain opportunities and people in positions that can help you in your career they're not going to ever you're never going to meet them or talk to them they're never going to take a shine to you uh they might not put you under their wing and it's one of the ways that white people keep getting socially promoted and rewarded because while everyone that's not white is kind of at work swimming through this type of water Mm -hmm. uh white people are effortlessly maneuvering because they're not being pushed against that way um in many cases and and vice versa and same thing for like women and things of this nature like Mm -hmm anything that other than white male there's gonna be this tide pushing against you and yeah it definitely affects people but the way that it's viewed in corporate america isn't well what's wrong with corporate america it's what's wrong with you right like why aren't you succeeding as a black person in this environment what what are your deficiencies um and very much of how we measure what a good quote-unquote uh marginalized person is in in uh corporate america is very much just about um how do you acclimate to whiteness right you know are you singing at the at the christmas party are you dancing teaching everybody electric slide are you going out for beers after work are you you know participating in company events right you know all all jokes aside you know it's one of those things where i ain't trying to be funny you end up with two people and particularly black people in corporate america you have the ones that quote unquote play the games Mm mm-hmm they still keep their blackness, but a lot of them play the games, but some of them actually sell their blackness out to play those games. Mm-hmm. Then you have the other group that say, fuck y'all. I'm not want to play your game. I don't give a fuck about it. I'm just going to come here and do my work and goddamn go home. And it's one of the, you, it's like you either fall in one of those two categories. It, there's no nuance for us. Right. Meanwhile, it's, uh, you know, uh, you're lazy and shit if you, if you go the other route. Right. And meanwhile, you have white coworkers that don't do shit that, actually a lot of them don't aren't even efficient at their job or or a lot of times don't even know how to goddamn do their job a lot of times they end up being promoted and being uh, sometimes straight hired in positions over you where you literally have to teach them how to do their job so it's one of those things where once you realize for some people not always but for some people it's just a big ass trap and i will say this and i will continue to say this when it comes to corporate america a lot of times the only reason why i'm here is because the law said that you had to let me in here not because you freely wanted me to come through these doors Mm-hmm. um all right uh tanya w42 says oh my gosh karen's comment the only thing barack is tapping is michelle's ass lol i'm dead love you too all the best Amani writes in, the Henrietta Lacks story is one of the most infuriating examples of the jig rising. When we say this country's wealth was built on the backs of black bodies, people like to pretend that ending, that that ended in slavery. If they acknowledge that much, this shit never stopped. Hell, you were just talking about everybody profiting off of own fleek, but peaches. Even Kit Kat is in on the game, joking, but only kinda. Oh yeah, man. Kit Kat made an advertisement that showed a dude taking a bite of the Kit Kat uh without breaking it into pieces and then disappearing and i was like nigga y'all know that's me what y'all doing kit kat shame on y'all y'all i don't mind y'all having my idea but y'all know y'all could have at least broke me off a box of kit kats shot me out something that's bad i ain't even but you know what's funny my shit went more viral than they shit yeah. and they sent it out from like the kit kat u.s 
twitter account and my shit still got more hits y'all y'all evil for that kit kat y'all wrong man that's why i eat y'all shit the wrong way because fuck it y'all wrong for that um also i figured out how to make sam jackson happy and saw this black british actor riff he just needs arian foster to head over there and play some of their roles it's only fair yeah arian foster's british accent is horrible he would definitely stick out like a sore thumb ao says the only thing about the hella cells from hearing at lax is the fact that other people with immortal cells have been compensated Mm. oh he says the other thing not the only thing and if i remember it correctly they have been white so the narrative that a cell tissue being medical waste feels moot in light of the fact that there are examples of the medical research community getting informed consent before experimenting also this is a trillion dollar industry that continues to profit from her contribution contribution feels like a choice so i'll say continues to profit from her this theft justice has not been served by the way the book is a fantastic read yeah and there's a movie coming out too in april and oprah starring in it Ja Hawkins says, I was never a bridesmaid, but a matron of honor at my friends. Uh, ja or is it Jay? I'm sorry, either way. Uh, <laughs> but I was a matron of honor at my friend's wedding. It was a des- destination wedding to Florida. And of course, there was the cost of the dress, shoes, hotel, and plane ticket. I was not about that life after I found out the total cost. Luckily, it was almost a year in advance. She knew I couldn't afford it. Damn. That's also weird. It's like, I know you can't afford it, but come to my wedding. Where's it at? The moon? oh so do you really not want me there or what right uh miss danny 10 says hey i was gonna write an email but i figure i'll just leave the comment here the story of henrietta Lacks and the tuskegee syphilis experiment done by the government in 1932 and 1972 uh, through 1972 have been two of the things that inspired me to go into medicine as well as research during my undergrad time at tuskegee university as biology major tu you know shout out to hbcus i got to learn more in depth about the medical research as it pertains to the black community we even take classes and have a museum in the building built around the hospital where the syphilis experiment took place it was remodeled national center for blothex in research healthcare. oh or is it <clears throat> blow ethics i don't know which one that was anyway um blow ethics <laughs> that's how somebody got a phd in dick sucking <laughs> god karen <laughs> You said it. <laughs> blow ethics. Seeing Miss Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I got my masters in that blow ethics, dog. <laughs> Let a doctor suck that dick. Trying to read your very serious email, Danny. I'm sorry. I derailed it with blow ethics. I can't help it. Mm-hmm uh seeing mrs elvervoice uh show a little more uh, about the <laughs> showed a little more about the treatment of the men in the tuskegee experiment all the government did was offer a funky ass apology in 1997 due to what happened in each stories researchers and physicians have now to now have to take a medical medical research ethics courses give participants informed consent forms which are thoroughly explained to the individual before they sign it and they have to submit an irb or even to even have a human research trials uh approved i'm grateful for uh oh it's pronounced gila oh i'm grateful for gila cells and that uh and the many advancements in the medical community that have been made with them but i hate how they have been uh established 
i mean have been obtained and the fact that henrietta no long uh nor her family can get any compensation i've never worked with those cells but i do work for human donor cells in the lab in order to find treatments for individuals with sickle cell disease today donors are given compensation for their initial donation of cells but aren't given anything further i.e if i donated cervical cells for a study i get paid a sum for the donation but if they take those cells to find a cure for aids i don't get the payment the protocol is that the informed consent form tells the individuals everything about this study and what the doctors will do with any sample that's collected from the participant no thank you that was an informative uh um uh, comment i mean i still didn't think that's fucked up but at least you get some form of conversation she got zero dollars and zero cent have you ever been a bridesmaid was the poll yes but I, it was cheap yes and it was expensive or no 63 percent of our audience has never been a bridesmaid 26 percent said yes and it was expensive and 12 percent said yes but it was cheap hmm. interesting poll and lastly uh morgan goes full throttle was episode 1404 um and it was our recap of the walking dead and we, we had jeremy from uh the uh crown and college podcast yep. on the cps cspn uh podcast circuit um max says i don't think gavin's crew is itching to kill uh they have plenty of zombie killing whenever they want they're just bullies and they need to see the victims cower we've seen that with the others like the woman that hipped eugene to the game they do the same thing in their own compound in the market that's why bizarro uh dude loves to flex uh the funny thing is he's just a buster without being in the crew he just stomped out even ben could take that dude out and i think that's why gavin is so annoyed bizarro's constant flexing and provocation caused previously docile people to begin to start to raise up nah i'm I'm gonna say no on this man i'm gonna say no they've been wanting to kill somebody in zico's crew because that's what they do from day one now i don't like look at how pressed negan was to kill somebody for his crew they probably could have worked it out but but several times it was like well somebody got to die like we got to kill that's just a thing that's gonna happen we kill a person no matter what and i think that's their uh company policy and gavin and them gavin and them just want to do the company policy man and they weren't doing their part like they've they been itching to kill somebody that's why he wanted richard to keep coming you know it just didn't i don't think gavin gave a fuck you know i don't think he was even really mad at at that dude killing somebody he was mad he didn't kill richard he told him to kill richard he told like that's the reason he was mad was you killed the wrong person it's not like gavin said well go ahead and do it and then was like kill anybody he meant kill richard right uh bullies don't like to getting hit back they pick on people that won't hit back so for the weakest dude in the crew to kill the boy was too much it's like when you constantly have to fight because you have a mouthy friend that can't hold his own you might back him up but that doesn't mean it doesn't get on your nerves none of the other folks in the crew are on constant provocation mode also i think bizarro dude is exactly what you'd have to deal with without negan to cut you cut off the head and all the structure goes away all that's left is roving bands or marauders now that might make them less effective and easier to beat but i would also it would also bring a different type of terror um yeah mac i gotta i gotta disagree with you dog i gotta say dude wasn't mad that he killed somebody he was mad he killed the wrong somebody and that's it they they want they've been wanting to kill somebody from jump and richard made it he was the one uh willie f brooks says the 911 dispatcher in the tamir rice case 100 i don't need to hear another anything <laughs> further 
yes i play fucking with black people at work right along with y'all love the you guys this show is my favorite thanks whitley eddie says i think the kingdom was going to be okay as far as having food to give to the saviors because the bugs only uh the bugs only was in the king zeke personal garden as the lady who peed her pants said they uh needed to burn his garden to get rid of them before they spread it to the main garden but i like how that was slid in the show to make that a building block is a reason why the fighting should happen yeah i think that she didn't say your personal garden she just said the royal garden right so i don't know that that means i don't know that the royal garden isn't what they're feeding everybody with um so i would need some sort of distinction on that um you know i I don't know and also zeke doesn't seem like the kind of person that comes off like he would have a personal stash of this big ass garden where only he ate out of it and fuck everybody else i don't think that's happening so uh i bet you that shit does have something to do any any loss of crops in a in a situation where you're trading crops every week is bad right i mean either either way it's it's moving towards we got to make a decision and it could take months my thing is it's gonna it could take it's gonna take months to get it back right and if you know anything about crop they have seasons crops have seasons like so you plan too late, you're gonna have a problem. You plan too early, you're gonna have a problem. You plan it off season, you're gonna have a problem. Right. So, um, he let's see what else happened. Uh, he also says in reference to the preview for next week, I knew Daryl going back to Hilltop was going to be an issue, but that was made even more apparent after Doctor Carson was killed at the Savior's camp. Not sure if you guys caught it or not, but right after throwing him in the fire, Negan says glad we have another one in reference to dr carson's brother the other dr carson who was currently dr hilltop oh yeah mm. so maybe that's what simon's up there talking about some uh where is he he might be talking about dr carson which right. would still be a problem because who's gonna help maggie have that baby I said all that to just say I think that that's the reason the savers are headed to the hilltop. Not that they that was tipped off that Daryl was there, but just them going there will be an issue because, as you stated in the episode, punk a punk ass Gregory is a rat and weak, so he will drop a dime on either Daryl or Maggie, who Negan thinks is dead. Uh, he will do something that uh will do nothing but cause issues for the group. As always, great review. Uh, love hearing you guys' views on the episode. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you. Amani says the slave auction story caught me because that's the district I went to high school. I was already going to be a shift. Wait, I was already, it was already going to be a shift moving from an all black Afrocentric school in the hood to a blended suburb, but the school had a great reputation, but it's uh, full of that good northern white liberal racism. Shocking, I know. They sell themselves on the diversity being right outside of New York and it's dope having people from all backgrounds in town getting along, but they don't tell you when the school is over your black ass walking on the right side of the train tracks with the rest of the niggas while most of the white kids head on the other side of the hills. When I was there, at least there, there was actually, actually more black students than white except in all the advanced and honor courses which were almost exclusively white when we were led uh when we led a walkout protest i still never heard more get out style polite ways of calling us niggers than that that week and getting yelled at in the board of education meetings from what i understand the slave posters were just one option among several assignments but it doesn't surprise me a district that deludes itself into believing it 
really is post-racial would propose that and not to understand the content needed before just uh the context needed before just hanging them around school and after that fucking with black people my ass was just like morgan seeing clear on the face of any treacherous white man that comes across trying to undermine obama i mean ezekiel uh classic r&b lover says hey hi rodney karen <laughs> I think I might have commented on this previously, but it's also possible that I meant to comment and never did. I must admit that I am not really like, I'm not really a Walking Dead fan. Not because of the show itself, but because of the zombie issue. I hate them. Uh, really disgusting and too slow moving. But the Z-Pock probably changes this and shifts the odds. <clears throat> I started watching this season <clears throat> because of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. For the most part, I haven't really been able to get into the episodes without him, but that is to be accepted since I'm essentially joining the party three quarters of the way in. As a result, your cast is really helpful to me because you explain things in a way that helps me connect with the backstory. I likely will tune out once Jeffrey Dean Morgan is gone, but will probably continue to listen to the podcast because in all honesty, I'm more taken by it than I am by the show itself thank you for listening thank really you appreciate it mm-hmm. and the poll was would morgan go full clear now that he's killed yes he's gonna be cuckoo no he's got it under control 68 percent say he's gonna be crazy and that means 32 percent say nah he's gonna he got it under control karen what you think mm, i was gonna go no but yeah I, yeah I think he's gonna go crazy yeah, I don't know. Something about him sharpening that stick. I'm like, man. He off. And then off. the way he kind of flinched, like, is somebody talking about me behind my back? I ain't like that. So, I don't know. I'm nervous for Morgan. I hope he don't go full crazy, but yeah, can I, can I truly be surprised if he goes full, uh, bananas out here? Mm-mm. All right. Let's listen to some voicemails. We got several this week. Hi, guys. This is Sierra at mom's drag with swag first of all once again great week great podcast queen karen your laugh makes my cereal so magical so if you want to pour your milk in the bowl first and then pour your cereal you go ahead you go ahead because you are the queen and you can do whatever the fuck you like and rod it's just just get used to it love you rod you ain't shit you ain't never gonna be shit but i love you Second of all, I am timing myself because, you know, I, I do tend to send, like, long messages. But you have to, guys have to understand, I'm a military wife. I am in Virginia by myself. I am born and raised in a whole other state. So you guys are my safe space, and I know I don't, I don't want to put that pressure on you. Like, uh, but... You guys are, and you guys are friends in my head, and that's why I'm like, oh, my God, if you ever come to Virginia, I want to treat you to dinner. And then, third of all, that sexy-ass chick who said something about me, because you know I'm listening to my feedback show. (laughs) I got to go to work at 6 in the morning, and every night before I go to bed, I listen to my feedback show, because I got to hear my feedback show. I don't know who that sexy-ass girl is, but, um, yeah, I'm here for it. (laughs) Walking Dead, Rod, I... Oh my God, Wednesday. Morgan is back. He is back. He has seen Get Out and he is pissed. He is pissed. He is ready to get every black person from the sucking place. And Rich deserves to die. And um, I agree with Queen Karen. Rosalind deserves to die. Can't wait till she dies. Um, Queen Karen, nothing wrong with you saying that. I am here for it. Um, you're hoping that she dies and we are in that together. I love you guys. Karen, that 
color and your hair looks amazing. Thank you, baby. Right, you know you do. You the shit, but you ain't the shit. But you the shit. I'm trying. Lady to death. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just. I love you guys, and you guys always make me feel special and Trump ass fucked up America. <laughs> oh, and Keenan. Keenan from uh, Keenan and Kel got a movie coming out. Yeah. For the black man. Um, yeah, I just want to, I need to spend more money on y'all because I pay my subscription, but I need more money. I need to spend more money on y'all. Okay, I got to go. I'm at 259. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she did uh, call back. Uh, let me see. There we go. Hi. Hey, guys. It's Sierra. Um, at Mom's Drag Wish Swag. See, it's 2.54 in the morning. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm slurring my words because I had two cups of Chardonnay, but whatever. Um, I just, I want to say thank you guys for um, uh, allowing me to leave four voicemails, five voicemails on your answering service. Um, you guys are, are are my safe space in this world that I'm living in. And you've been to Virginia. You've driven to Virginia. So you know how isolated as a black person you can feel. So, And I literally work at a job where I'm the only black person. I am the only black person. Shit is real. Like, I'm literally living get out, but they will not put any teacups in my face because guess what? <laughs> a bitch removed all the glassware. But we're not gonna go over that, Queen Karen. We're not gonna go over that. But um, I wanted to say I'm sorry for leaving for voicemail, but you guys, pretty much, when it comes to down here, are the only ones I have to talk to, and mm. you guys don't understand. I just want you guys to, if you can take sixty seconds out of your week every week, because you guys are fucking busy. Rob, you are the Oprah of podcasts. Um, yeah, I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. The Black Guy Who Sits is the Oprah of podcasts. That's what you are. Live in it. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Digest it. Get heartburn from it. And then whip back up and go to the party on it. But you are the Oprah of podcasts and you are a safe space for people like me. And I just want to say thank you to you and Thank you to Queen Karen. That laugh, Queen Karen, Queen Karen. I said I was going to say her name four times. Queen Karen, Queen Karen, Queen Karen. (laughs) That laugh is mine. Uh, What does Beyonce say? What is your aspiration in life? Queen Karen's laugh. That's my aspiration in life. But, um, (laughs) goddamn. And I can't wait for y'all talk about they walking. This shit was banging. (laughs) Carol Beth. Morgan killing motherfuckers like he's supposed to be. Black rage. Black rage. All right, I got to go. I'm sorry. I love you guys. I'm not going over my time limit. Bye. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Virginia is a strange place because whenever we have been on North, we've been on Virginia, you get to the line and say, welcome to Virginia. You got drones watching you. I know. Such a... I was I, like, drones? Such an unwelcoming... What am I going to do? Shoot, a, sh- uh, shoot you off the road for speeding? Yeah, your speed, your, your speed will be monitored by drones. Police will be killing niggas. So weird. Right, right? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, let's get out of this state as soon as we fucking Karen, 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 Miss Karen, girl. Yes. You were over here preaching on this Sunday's episode of The Black Guy Who Sits. Talking about allyship is a verb and not a noun. Once again, for the people in the back, allyship ah! is a verb and not a noun. You have been speaking such truth, Karen. And I know that you don't believe in allyship. At this point in time, I don't believe in uh, that I am a particular ally as a cisgender woman. But you are really speaking the truth. And you allow individuals the opportunity to speak their truth by stepping aside. And I just absolutely appreciate you all, like, so much, so much for being individuals that are not just uh, you know, just talking about the issues, but you all actually live these issues. You are actually upholding the voices of these marginalized groups while also understanding that you have privilege yourself. And I just have to say, like, this is my favorite podcast. Absolutely. Wow. I listen to a ton. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And this is by far the absolute best. So thank you all so much for bringing such joy into my life. Karen, you are absolutely beautiful. You have a radiant soul. Oh. And Rod, I just, you are the best supporter. You are the the prototype of what a phenomenal husband should be. So oh. thank you guys so much. And I'm going to continue listening to this episode because you all are giving the tea on Chimamanda, even though she's my Nigerian sister. She was oh. wrong. All right. Thank you so much. This is Steve from Cleveland. Bye. Um, bye bye sweetie oh so nice thank you thank you and uh yeah we you know we try man we definitely not perfect but mm-hmm. we we try we try to do a little something i'm living and learning honey because uh i've come a long way from what i know now to what i used to know uh challenging myself wanting to learn more wanting not to be ignorant not to say ignorant shit you know uh and it's just a process and and just even knowing that you are going to say ignorant shit sometimes but willing to put your pride to the side to say okay i hear you and i understand and i will do better moving forward i think that's a lot of times the problem people come out and that they say ignorant shit then when they're challenged on it instead of them going you know what you're right especially if people are willing to come have a nuanced conversation with you like when we was talking to um ray signers but she was saying a lot of that nuance is gone people don't want to do that it's either you got to go hard and you go okay i understand that but there is always in most things as a middle ground people don't want the middle ground you either high or low or hot or cold and i think that uh growing helps you articulate better to other people yeah i think part of this shit is just you gotta in a way you just gotta know what you don't know like i don't know everything and i definitely don't know other people's lives and shit but it doesn't seem that difficult to to believe people on a lot of this stuff you know like and there's gonna be diversity of voices like uh there's black you know like the person said well what about uh, earlier like well what about trans people that are like uh trans woman is separate from just being a woman and i don't want to be in that group and i'm not a woman i'm a trans woman I, like i said i haven't run across them but you know that that's one way of approaching it 
i'd be willing to listen to someone who said that i mean it's not uh my experience to tell them how to feel but the same way that i'm sure in every group there's diversity there's black people that vote republican and Mm -hmm. black people that agree with a lot of shit that's anti-black you know but they don't speak for the typical experience of what it is to be black in this country you know so uh you know it doesn't cost me anything to to believe somebody should be treated equal or at least have their voice heard it just it always seems like people feel like it's an attack on something for someone to want to be included you know and i guess in a way maybe that's what privilege is is oh i have to give up space for this other thing so it's an attack on me because as far as i'm concerned all this space belongs to me so anything outside of that is attacking my space you know and i think that's how white people looked at oscar so white and that's how um you know that's how people look at um the democratic party when black people say uh no no no, our needs aren't being met you know um and then within all that you still just have a, a diversity of voices in blackness that you know argue back and forth too is never a clear cut 100 percent one thing or the other but it just seems like um it's harmless to listen or to at least say um this is what this person is saying i I don't need to fight them about it it really wouldn't enhance my life in any way to 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 say trans women are not women and trans men are not men that does nothing to help my life in any way you know what i mean and vice versa it doesn't the only thing the opposite does is just kind of enhance the idea of like what humanity and what gender and thing and all these labels and boxes we put on ourselves like what that what what taking people out of those boxes and the freedom that can mean for people but other than that you know it doesn't like it's not going to change the way i get paid it's not going to change my car need to go to the shop like it's not going to change anything in my life it's just people fight change very hard mm-hmm. all right next voicemail Hey guys, um, this is Sierra, aka Mom's Mom's Dread with Swag. I just wanted to give you guys a call um, just to let you know, Ron, um, that my heart goes out to that woman and uh, Charlotte who was victimized Mm. by that Asian uh, person um, at the hair store. And I just want to let Queen Karen know I completely agree with her. This is not the first time this has happened. And dig this, it doesn't just happen at the hair store. I was 17 years old getting my nails done. I had, um, they had took so long to get my nails done that I didn't even get finished my set, my full set to get done. And I paid the man $20 and said, I need to go because I was late to work. I have to go. This man barricaded me after I gave him the $20. This man barricaded me in the store, put his hand in front of me, refusing me to leave, and started hitting me. In my head, I was 17 years old, hitting him, hitting me in my head. He took his wife and two of the other black women in the nail salon to yell, get the fuck off of her, get the fuck off of her, she fucking paid you, get the fuck off of her to allow me to leave. No, my full set at that time was only going to be about $18. I paid him 20 Then I gave him a tip. And because he didn't get to finish my nails because I was supposed to get designs and all that shit and I couldn't give him more money because it would have probably been out for $30, I gave him what he, what I owed him, which Mm. was 20. And he literally consistent was, uh, started pulling my hair, 
beating on me and trying to stop me from leaving like I was stealing from him. And I didn't report it. I didn't report it. I pulled my hair back in my ponytail and I took my ass to work. And I didn't report it. But from that day, I knew that these owners of these Chinese stores, these hair stores, and these fucking nail salons don't give a shit about us. They profit from us. They fucking lotion and paint our toes, but they don't give a shit about us at all. And it's fucked up. And for that is the reason why I'm natural. That's the reason why I don't get my nails done. And that's the reason why I don't support any fucking hair stores in my community. That's why, because they don't do shit for us and they don't give a fuck about us. It's a hair store I've, I've gone in several times and they still look at me like I'm about to steal. So fuck y'all. Mm. Y'all don't get no money from me. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, Karen, you're fucking right. And the problem is this shit has been going on all across the fucking country in the hoods. And us as black women, we don't say nothing. Stop supporting these fucking Asians. Stop supporting their asses. And that's not no racism shit. That's real shit. Stop supporting people that don't give a fuck about us. I'm sorry. Y'all have a great day. No. Um, first of all, you don't need to apologize. Um, uh, like, I think uh there's a i was i was listening to karen the other day when she uh had an issue at work and i asked her what was wrong and we because we were eating lunch and then she just like i swear i feel like 50 percent of the conversation was just karen going i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry but this i'm sorry with that women be apologizing for shit that y'all it's just communication like it's like apologize for taking up space uh, especially black women apologize for getting too angry apologize for laughing too loud apologize for being too happy apologize for being too sad um and i know that the world like undercuts and undervalues and like constantly like pushes people down to be like you're taking up too space be small too much space be smaller you know i can't imagine the uh efficiency cost even at work not just even the cost on people's humanity of constantly trying to smush yourself down so that people won't be intimidated or whatever but if you're angry you're a human being being angry is part of being angry it's not like as a guy i have to be like if if a motherfucker hit me in my motherfucking head over some goddamn nails uh if i'm mad i ain't apologize for being mad i deserve to be every time i think of that shit i'm gonna be mad like and anyone that would expect less of you is is not a human being is like that person's fucked up not you um so yeah there's no need to apologize for that shit there's no need to um apologize for uh you know we have guests on the show women all the time and they'll apologize for talking too long or uh pontificating and shit and it's something that men never have to do there's women podcast like one reason i like listening to uh certain podcasts that are led by women uh specifically black women uh women of color and shit a lot of times because it's a place where women not aren't apologizing correct well, it's like right, two, two women be really open right? yeah two women are talking to each other and they don't need to i'm sorry you're sorry i'm sorry we're sorry just they can have a conversation without having to worry about you know how is this gonna make the ego of the person hearing it now i'm not saying women don't do this to each other obviously it's societal and misogyny is in everybody and it will definitely even if in a room by yourself probably in your brain you think i'm sorry if you're going on too long like it's not this isn't even blaming women or anything for that i think society's at fault for this period um and a lot of people's egos need to be massaged to hear a woman to hear a woman essentially to to listen to and hear a woman is like well 
i'ma need you to make me feel better about you talking because what i don't need is you giving an opinion without first qualifying this shit 57 different ways but um yeah don't you don't have to be sorry about that um at all and um i I mean maybe maybe it helps it doesn't help at all but you know same thing with karen i I feel like half our conversation is me being like Ah! karen you don't have to apologize for that or no it's cool don't be sorry about this because it's you know i'm sorry this i'm sorry that you know um you know if i i I, literally i asked karen how her day was and how work was because i knew she looked frustrated getting out the car and she was still apologizing while answering the question that i wanted to know the answer to you know so even just in efficiency sake through communication it's just it takes up a lot of time it takes up more time to apologize before just saying what what happened and it's not something i would ever do you know i would never feel the need if you asked me some shit and some shit was wrong i ain't about to tell you i'm sorry for the shit like you asked like i it's a trust thing and i think the implication is women have been taught that no matter what people say to not trust the fact that they genuinely value and care about what they have to say right and that they really do mean it when they say yes what what is it what do you you know like please tell me it's like yeah but what do you really mean yeah but are you going to mansplain to me yeah but are you going to dismiss what i say yeah but are you going to talk over me yeah but you're going to literally let me get my whole thought process out you know because it's one of those things especially straight men that they're they're taught as little boys to solve problems they're not taught to listen very well at all and something that grown men need to understand uh grown straight men need to understand uh me being married to one is that a lot of times men don't listen sometimes a woman don't want you to literally solve the problem and that's something that's very that's weird to men you tell me something let's solve it let's fix it here's my answer let's go no 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 i don't need you to solve it i just want to talk to you i just want to talk out loud because everybody but like this, I realize that everybody gets to solutions differently. Some people get to that solution by sitting and internalizing it. Some people talk out loud and talking out loud and they can hear themselves and get their thought process out and go, okay, this is what I've decided to do. And a lot of times she don't even mind your input, but your input should not be mansplaining. And you feel, a lot of times you feel like you're not mansplaining, but when you come in and be like, well, this is what you should do, quote unquote, your dog will listen to her and she feel like you're mansplaining to her a lot of times. Um, it's okay to challenge. It's okay to want to evolve and things like that. But it's a proper way to talk to somebody when particularly everywhere else they've had to fight. The one person you don't want to fight is your mate. I just feel like people think, um well two things right one i think women are just taught to to not be too much right like the worst thing the worst thing a woman can be is too much of anything whether it's a size whether it's boisterous whether it's happy whether it's it's opinionated whether it's talkative whatever and these are the same things we reward most men for you know being opinionated uh you're a boss being opinionated a woman you're a bitch um you know being uh outgoing and and boisterous or uh whatnot as a as a man you know is different being a being a big dude is i'm a big guy i I want i like me a big guy 
being a big woman oh you fat oh she's too big even if it's like serena win too too she's just too much of it it's everything for women just don't be too much and that seems to be just drilled down 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 into the core of every woman's being um or many women's being and even undoing that i'm sure is just like a fucking piece of work and you know i like it's just i have a a lot of most of my friends are women um most uh but but i still have you know a good amount of friends that are guys the conversations are just different and and i and i I say this as someone who tries to be mindful of not like i'm gonna speak over this woman or shut up it's my turn to talk let me solve your problem for you like i try to be mindful of not being that kind of guy but i think the expectation is still there because that's just how society is and i and and the second second thing i was gonna say is i don't even think it's necessarily men actively seeking to do this to women right i think honestly everybody does it to women because something coming from a woman is of lesser value to most people even other women like how many like how many um women seek relationship advice from men even when those men ain't shit come on you know what i mean like how many women will ask a dude uh it's a friend and, and they, even that dude you know that dude ain't worth a damn but it's like i couldn't possibly have the solution for what like my feelings can't be valid i obviously need some man to look at this quote-unquote objectively or tyree somebody that doesn't have his whole life together he can write a fucking relationship book steve harvey can write a relationship book and women will buy it because it's and, and i feel like women buy it not because of i just need to support this man i really think women buy because society is always being like you don't know what the fuck you talking about what you need to do is find a man that's willing to tell you the answer and then do what the fuck he says and and you drill that down on enough people you know whether it's through church politics your office you look at the people in the upper echelon it's mostly men um i just think that shit is just drilled down into women constantly all that being said i'd like to have a show where we don't have to have women call in and apologize for being women essentially we don't have guys giving their opinions very often with the i'm sorry qualifiers maybe a couple of i'm sorry for going on too long and then they write and go on too long right Ah! i I mean i mean it's true bad way but yeah yeah i'm not trying to be mean but Mm -mm. that's the truth like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of dudes that are on so i don't want to go on too long and then i keep reading us four more paragraphs why because dudes don't give a fuck like it's more important that i get my shit out than vice versa and uh and the thing is i'm sorry to cut you off the thing no see you just did it right there we do a podcast where you talk and i talk there's only two of us here you should be talking (laughs) you know like we like it's it's a conversation if you have something to say you you want to say it you you just top in same thing with um you know i love ray sani we invite Ray Sani on because we love her. She'll give a long oh, opinion. We love Ray Sani. And half the opinion is like, I'm sorry. And I know this and I'm sorry. I don't mean to do this. I'm sorry. You ain't gotta be sorry I'm like, baby. you, like, this is what we want. Like, we find you to be uh, brilliant and fascinating and funny and entertaining. Please talk. I talk every day on the show. Take yeah. your, take some time. Do what you want to do. So, yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's, it's graining because, like, you start talking and I'm going to stop talking because that's the natural flow of a conversation. But for a woman, it's, uh, it mostly is i'm sorry you know but go ahead please I, ah! I, was, I was gonna say uh not all women but right as women get older and i realize i haven't fully gotten there yet but the closer i get to 40 my fucks leave me and when i say that i mean like actually just 
caring about how I'm heard and people's view about my life and my lifestyle and how I live and maybe who I'm married to, what, how much money I make or where I stay or if I'm too loud or if I'm pretty enough, how my clothes are, how my hair is, how much weight I weigh, how my skin looks. I, the closer I get to 40, the, the, the fucks are starting to drop off mm. and, the thing is, a lot of men, even older men, don't really know how to deal with the woman when her fucks drop to zero. Because once it drops to zero, she's like that old black man. She's like, look, nigga, this is what you get. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And a lot of dudes don't know how to handle that because you're used to women being intimidated by you or or uh, massaging your ego or stroking your opinion and, and making you feel great and wonderful just so you can pay ass attention. And once you get to a woman when her fucks get to zero and you can hit her with this massaging this shit and she going, well, nigga, I, I, I don't care no more. A lot of dudes get angry because that's a woman you can't control. When a woman fucks gets to zero and she gets to the point where she's really not, don't care because I can't speak for everybody else, but when I was younger and some of these things I'm still struggling with, some I've completely gotten over where you hear what what your family members have said about you and different things from your past, be it how you treat it. Your ha- I talk about those things because I've had to deal with barriers about a lot of these things all my life, from my weight yo-yoing to my hair to my skin not being pretty enough, not being smart enough, you know, not making the perfect grades, getting to the point where no matter what I do for some people, it's just never enough, some loved ones. Uh, to now I don't give a fuck and when you don't give a fuck they look at you like they say crazy shit to you and you just keep it trucking and they act like something wrong with you for not giving them the attention that you used to give them to stroke their ego and then you apologizing for some fuck shit they said but now I'm to the point where I, I just don't care I, ha- I have more important things going on in my life than you I cannot center my life around you and what I will not do is tolerate your bullshit and I don't mind cutting you out of my life I don't mind getting rid of you i don't mind pushing the negativity out of my, my life because i'm to the point where life is too short to surround yourself with fuck-ass niggers that don't give a shit about you and stress me the fuck out so a lot of times i surround myself with positive people and i and i just realized that helped me grow as a woman and once i got to the point where i put people around me that love me support me don't ask me to change don't ask me to be something that i'm not you know help build me help encourage me to get me in the right direction don't try to deter my hopes or my dreams or my aspirations um and we can bounce off of each other life has gotten better for me as i've gotten older and i think for a lot of women and like i said even me apologizing i'm sorry like i said it's that some of that stuff is just ingrained in you where every time you speak you're interrupting every time i say something you're taking up space uh, for, uh, you're taking, you feel like you're taking away from that person and you have to apologize for now the attention being on you. And I think every woman goes through these different channels in her life. And I think there are a lot of women, in my opinion, that are still trapped in various forms of chains of people's opinions of them and, and, and it prevents them from being the woman that they can be. Yeah. We, uh, you play your video game, Stardew Valley, all the time. Mm-hmm um now but i remember when you first started it was i'm sorry 
i'm sorry i'm about to play my video you okay with me playing this video game and i'm like why did you not pay for half the tv did you like i don't know when i'm playing my video game it's like i'm gonna play my game like unless i'm interrupting something you're doing why would i feel bad to play a video game like we bought a video game system you know we have two other tvs in this house multiple tablets and phones and shit there's many other places to go watch the thing but it's i think it just like i said it's just drilled down on women to be like apologetic for existing and shit and and it's not you know it's not fair but you know it was something that's been on my mind ever since yesterday when we talked because i was like we've been together for 22 years (laughs) and you still think there's a a point um and and i think this is probably most women there's like you can't really trust it because it's like everyone's waiting to pull this rug from under your feet like caught you slipping bitch i don't care you know what i mean we'll see people in the chat sometimes when you're talking or you're going on a rant or something and i'll see people leave little comments like look at raj face what is it nigga i'm listening that's what that's what you're watching is a person be like this person is talking and even if i have something to say i'm gonna wait till they finish talking or i'm gonna wait till a pause in this conversation for me to, to jump in and 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 co-sign or reiterate or, or 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 whatever like this is me listening to a person that is speaking the way i would listen to any person you know but um and sometimes and it's and it takes training because i do think the default is to interrupt women when they're talking the vast majority of the time um uh, and if a woman interrupts you to be like nope i ain't done you know um and and i try to respect that because sometimes you know when people are people I, it's totally possible that some a woman can be a, a complete dick and be like i'm gonna talk over everybody i'm gonna filibuster everyone and i'm gonna keep making this all about me of course it's totally possible that that can happen you know what i mean so it's not me i'm not trying to be like a woman can never be wrong i'm anyone can just be like i'm gonna come in this conversation and monopolize the fuck out of it and it's about me right now you know i mean we had danny on the show a couple weeks ago or maybe it was last week well, she was talking about that give Trump a chance shit. Well, Dexter had also told me, uh, we have to wrap it up at 2.30. And she was going on a filibuster at 2.29. You know what yeah. I mean? And whenever someone else started speaking, she would kind of cut them off and start going about her shit again. And, and I remember having to be like, Danny, please, I'll let you speak. You gotta let me speak. It is our show and you gotta wrap it up. Like, I would have loved to talk to her for another half hour, but at some point, other people have to be able to make so like there's a flow to conversation yes it is and that's totally you know what i'm saying but i um personally i love it when people are free to be themselves and not have to like not be too much so uh it is you know and you i do have to train myself to be like okay ray's talking and she's making great points and i don't know why i keep using ray as an example but let's say uh any, love her. anybody yeah any, any woman's talking and she's making great examples and i want to chime in and i want to do all this but you know what man they're talking they're communicating and i've trained i'm training myself and tra- have trained myself to a certain extent to be like let them get all that shit out before saying anything so yeah i think a lot of cases um you know just like that phone call there's an apology but you don't have to apologize mm-hmm. you know it's emotional then it's emotional if you angry then you angry yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that shit so all right back to these voicemails we got two left sorry that's a big tangent but i've been thinking about that for a while hey robin karen this is jada um i just wanted to give a couple of comments about the um henrietta lack story uh so yeah i'm 
actually a scientist, and I first learned about her in, like, my ethics class in grad school. And, yeah, I was very amazed and surprised to see that um, actually her family, I believe, is kind of, like, in dire straits financially. Um, And, yeah, and so we kind of talked about the ethics of, like, is it ethical to like compensate people for um, them giving them samples or something like that? If it's going to aid in research, right. That can help all mankind. But at the same time, it's like it aids in research, but it makes like money. Right. Um, But back in the time when they took her samples, there was no like regulations of um, people having to get permission from patients to take their samples. Um, so yeah, hearing about her story, like definitely frustrates me, um, as you guys alluded to about, that's just another drop in the bucket of many things that they've done to black and brown people in the name of science, you know, um, quote unquote, um, and in particular me being a black scientist, like that, I don't know, I love science, but it's kind of like a, you know, a love hate relationship sometimes in particular, Particularly now, what frustrates me is that there are protocols in place where, I mean, here, just at school, um, if people, so like if you're doing a study or something, right, for your project and you set up like a protocol and it gets approved, then you can actually have that included in your grant money to be able to pay volunteers for like their blood samples or something or whatever. Um, like sometimes you can get like $30 a pop or something every time you, um, donate uh so to me it's like there isn't so there is that there is no um it's not like there are procedures in place to compensate people who participate in trials not true not all volunteers are compensated but you know there is a standard now and so it just frustrates me that uh yeah that nothing has been done and her family has not gotten any type of compensation for the literally billions of dollars that are made off of her um, samples and her sales. Like, it's, it's totally unfair. Um, don't tell me that they don't have it in the budget. Um, I know how much, like, you know, research uh, profits every year. So, but, um, but yeah, guys, that's just kind of my two cents and just, you know, my frustration is being a scientist in the industry and, things that have happened like that as well as things um like that I've learned about about you know black women getting forced sterilizations or Puerto Rican women had birth control pills tested on them like unknowingly that that caused side effects and all this type of stuff so um, all right guys love the show and can't wait to hear your feedback goodbye oh thanks Jada thank you for the education movie yeah yeah, they, they do some fuck shit. Like she said in the quote-unquote name of science. Give us diseases and shit just to see how it's going to affect a human being. Yeah. Um, and she left one more voicemail. Uh, hey, guys. Sorry, this is Jada again. Just one more point. I forgot to mention that um, coming from a scientific standpoint and, like, how these things work, I think in an ideal world, like the NIH or whatever would just like literally write them the check or whatever, but the family, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen to me since they, people do have to get permission now to use her genome. Um, when like PIs 
professors when they write grants or whatever, they have to give out a budget of like how that money is going to be spent or whatever, right? And they have like a budgeted amount for supplies and materials. So to me, that's what the NIH needs to do. Um, the money that like they give grants for and they set aside for like materials and stuff, that money should then be included for like if you want to use HeLa cells or whatever like that and be sent to the family, mm-hmm. like as a way to start compensation. Like they definitely owe them way like billions of dollars in back pay. But to me, that would be some type of, I don't know, reasonable start or whatever, if, if you want to call it that. But all right, guys. Love the show. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah, we got some education. Black women scientists just calling in and being like, listen, let me tell you about these these healer cells and these white folks, okay? That's why you need people on the inside looking out for you. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the black women scientists, like the, the black women at the uh, at the potluck just looking out for everybody yeah they is y'all don't even know it they're like you know that shit gonna kill you what mm-hmm. um all right we got um some emails from everybody so let's uh get into these and uh this will be the last thing before we uh get out of here um i hope to go see my nephew today yay and um give him his uh presents mm-hmm uh <clears throat> thanks y'all this is from dion who says i know i've said this a few times but i just want to thank you Ryder care with all the bullshit going on in today's world uh it's always a plus to have you three justin two yeah premium nigga in my ear keeping me laughing and thinking please keep doing what y'all are doing and i will forever be a fan slash listener thanks thank dion db trill on twitter uh let's see who else we got um i think we did the, that one already uh oh uh miss crispel writes in Ooh, this is a long one okay miss crispel let's see what you're talking about right hey rodrin it's called all good hey rodrin i just want to say i empathize with a little homie from shadow dog oh oh daddy uh that okay danica mm-hmm. I transitioned from optimist to realistic optimist in my late teens. A good part of my job is to find good in people, which I admit is in direct correlation with my personality. I work in the addiction field at face and at face value my community members are considered the undesirables to most people across the board, from the senior citizen, black, blue black, uh comma, HIV plus, along with HCV, ABC, BBD, and Ebola having cat daddy career heroin addicts to the 20 something douche face dude bros at capital b becky tryhards there is something for everyone to hate yay but finding good in people isn't just a decision but a gift or, or personality trait it's a trait that needs to be honed expanded and contracted which comes with experience i think it's master i've mastered the art of being unbothered and dedicated uh my life to empathy in elementary school i'm able to do what i do and feel what i feel because i cultivated my life to do it i explained this to my child and clients that i'm actively choosing to be nice and i worked hard to maintain this niceness so don't try me i've done this by taking things with a grain of salt because nine times out of ten people's saltiness has nothing to do with me and the source of the salt will come out sooner or later also this may sound redundant but it's not don't take everything to heart if i take everyone's negativity or neediness to heart i probably wouldn't be alive it takes a balance of boundaries and commitment to accountability on all fronts compartmentalization letting go and the art of leaving things at work to survive but the survival of society is dependent on us empaths 
there are clients that i genuinely dislike as humans but for the sake of being professionally a professional or therapeutic uh, I have to find and expand on the good in them and not cause to harm to them. I have the power to cause people to be homeless and or have their kids taken away from them. So I practice empathy to help me help them. But when it comes to the Tampico tyrant, honestly, he's, <laughs> he's entertainment, but that entertainment needs to stay on NBC and Trump Towers. He shouldn't have even been permitted to enter the White House, nevertheless, mm-hmm. use it as his commuter home. On another note, just because people are impasse and find something decent in people doesn't negate the need to be honest and exercise common sense i think when people critique nice people they don't take into account the fact that they have that they have redeemable qualities and saying folks can't do no wrong are separate separate things just because the fanta fascist fascist might have taken a cute baby pic that one time doesn't mean that folks think he'd make a good city council member nevertheless potus or in this case p otis uh probably wrongly equated nice with soft and if it weren't for us well let's not think about that it wouldn't be too nice bottom line maybe there are just 20 percent of us who can't handle this empathy slash nicey nice life and little homie was reaching in that convo but she will learn and grow and be all right well yeah i mean look she is young uh i also don't really resent her uh point of view i think a lot of people want to shut her down and shit but i don't know man to me uh as a person that i am an empath i like i think there also has to be some self-protection for for me at least uh in involved because i can't be sympathizing for any and everybody it's just not realistic and in a lot of cases people are very very fucking harmful and it's better to keep them away from you before you start basically essentially making excuses or justifying their bullshit because of however they were affected that made them the way they are um and that's a that's something that's very dangerous for um you know that that's something at least for me personally it's something that's very dangerous for my emotional well-being is sometimes you can be like oh well this person they mean well or they you know if this thing had happened they wouldn't be this way but sometimes it's not about having empathy for a person that is in a position of power over other people and is exerting that power in a very fucked up way like it's not my responsibility to give that person a chance or to find the redeeming quality in that person and i think it's it like in my opinion it's the self-protection uh that danny Polly has and some other people have where they can't really turn it off where their thing is i will protect myself from negative thoughts by finding the positive in everybody so i never have to feel like a bad person for thinking something bad about a person but some people are are not good and the things they're doing are bad and it's not you're not wrong for being like this is bad you know you're not a bad person for that yep i know i used to be like that but go ahead no no that was that was it uh uh and to uncle sam jackson direct your negative energy away from the farm born actors and rapper slash actors towards betty devry to get some uh, to get some arts education funding because that because what he might be seeing as a result of generations long lacking of arts education funding in the u.s don't be mad at the uk for investing in dramatic arts education and he needs to big up the rapper artists for doing what black people do making a way out of no way they obviously use hip-hop as an unconventional means of artistic expression and entrance into the world of dramatic arts applaud them niggas well yeah it's not like he was too good to, to be in a movie with him 
uh see what i did just there use my innocent use my nicety impact power and turn that negative to a positive and now i will gently place the mic back into the stand because if i drop it it might break and also don't want to burden the cleaning staff hugs and kisses miss crystal oh thank you baby yeah thank you uh let's see who else we got uh oh nathan writes in citizen radio and safe spaces hey i've actually been listening to citizen radio for many many years in fact it was the first podcast i've ever listened to i was in the facebook group for the podcast radio dispatch a sort of a sister podcast of citizen radio uh oh yeah that's the nephews right i I've think i don't want to say that yeah. uh yeah heard the monkey thing girl. Mm-hmm. and it was there that i first saw the news about jamie kilstein spit uh did uh john john and molly neffel yeah that, okay we do know them uh talked about it on radio dispatch a couple of days later after talking to some of his victims and they had an interesting discussion which brought to some which brought to mind a question so i'm a cishead white dude and i have a blog hosted at free thought blogs when i started first started blogging i attempted to curate my blog as a safe space for people who aren't cishead white dudes where misogyny including victim blaming racism homophobia transphobia etc simply wasn't allowed and continued to do that when i got invited to the free thought blogs but now i'm not so sure i can make my blog a truly safe space because i'm starting to wonder if it's even possible for a space curated by a cishead white dude to be safe in any way i personally don't think so i don't expect anyone who isn't a cishead white dude to trust me or any cishead white dude why should they it's worse because jamie spit did not did just talk to talk oh didn't just talk to talk he walked the walk too he attended protests including occupy black lives matter protests feminist protests and so on gave money and time even publicly used his privilege to amplify the voices of those who aren't cishet white males um so even his uh actions didn't uh couldn't be trusted it was all a uh, public shield for his pathetic ass and he's not the first my very own network free thought blog had our own similar story with another cishead white dude named richard carrier Ooh, to tea is spilling just naming names did he knock it off the table what's happening uh, right a man who a man who ran in feminist circles talked to talk and walked the walk and turned out to be skeevy and manipulative towards the very women he claimed to support these men are the most uh are the worst frankly and have only made spaces once thought safe by many women to actually be unsafe uh they have done so much damage i still don't don't allow any form of bigotry in my blog but i no longer feel it can ever be a truly safe space because it's curated by a cishead white dude sorry for the length of this as usual y'all are awesome uh i I agree with everything you said uh except i literally do not believe there's any such thing as a safe space so and that's not on some like republican you shouldn't even try i just really think human beings are flawed as fuck and even the things that we would consider minor for people of privilege are major to people of uh, marginalized people so even my curiosity about um uh, the lives of trans people and my feeling my feeling is kind of intrusive why why should your existence be have to facilitate my curiosity why why should my need to know something inhibit upon your ability to simply be and exist you know and it's and it's human i'm not saying it's like i don't think it's possible to have an existence where there's this group of diverse different people and they don't discuss their differences no one ever learns anything from anybody everyone just already knows everything and everybody understands like i just don't think it's possible in the ways that i feel like we define safety and it's definitely not possible and especially in the internet age where you can't have a wolf in sheep's clothing people are not stagnant things 
you know for the most part people are changing shape-shifting motherfuckers so like even a person that in means well maybe they meant well september 1st some shit happened september 15th they like i'm trying to, to do some fucked up shit i don't you know what i mean like and people can justify anything um so i def i just feel like the only thing you can truly do is take responsibility for the space that you manage that's it you can't promise anybody anything as far as safety you can't as long as there are other people in the space i can't be responsible for anybody else's actions i can only react to the actions in what i consider to be a responsible manner that's it you know that's the messiness of humanity so um yeah and 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 what do you do about somebody that actively takes on the 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 coat of 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 other you know like this 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 uh this mask you know what i mean like people are fucking psychopaths man and maybe it's because i just don't trust people but i don't i would feel like i would feel dishonest to promise people something i can't deliver correct you know so like i said people will refer to our facebook group as a safe space people refer to our podcast as a safe space i don't feel that it's safe i don't but i'm not but at the same time i'm not really striving to make it safe quote unquote i'll try to be mindful i try to be uh empathetic to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like this shit is safe because i think comedy is very unsafe by nature and we do a lot of jokes we talk about guess the race we talk about um fucking with black people i'm sure there are people that are like i don't listen to black autism i get triggered every time they talk about you know uh black death and it's fucking with black people you never know when uh one of the uh topics might be uh you know uh sexual assault and there's no trigger warning there's no you know like i i recognize that we're to we may be a bit quote-unquote safer than just some spaces that are just like we don't give a fucking right you cuck social justice warrior blah blah like they we might be safer than that but we ain't really i don't feel like what we do is safe but i also don't feel like we strive to be safe um while others may try to do that but i feel like safety is an illusion um for the most part because human beings and life is too random to to feel to ever feel safe i know i don't feel safe ever you know what i mean <laughs> like and no i don't feel safe in my house right now uh with the alarm on like i feel like police, <laughs> police could knock on the door shoot a nigga dead and i'll be like well i should have known not to be in my house minding my business this was just the wrong day to do that so wrong place at the wrong time i shouldn't have been here yeah you know but but yeah you that doesn't mean you give up or you don't strive to manage your shit right but you i just think it's more about responsibility and awareness and taking like having some accountability because everything else is just people lying to you about promising you something they can't deliver but what you can be like is yo i'm gonna take that under advisement and if i can't do it then i can't do it you know um so anyway all right uh a great article i thought i'd share is from tiffany b who says hey rod and karen wanted to share this article my husband is a proud alumnus of a&t and he is also an engineer he and i have very different college experiences i went to a big 10 university for undergrad private under university for my master's degree and phd all predominantly white and had to seek out other black students and support by the time i started my phd studies there were very few black students and none in my field of study at the time and no student support at all this article made me think of your emotional plea for people to support hbcus and this further supports the importance of these universities not only to black students but for our country as a whole we proudly give to this his alma mater and now we are able also uh 
oh and now we also give to y'all keep up the good work five stars appreciate your wit candor humor inclusiveness and willingness to tackle any subject or issue y'all are a national treasure thank you tiffany thank you baby uh and the article uh i can't read it because obviously it'll take a while but uh the article is how did a north carolina um uh, okay i think it's about hbcus and engineering hold on i'm waiting on this shit to load yeah that's the thing about anti anti uh is uh, um they're big on that that and i think uh i i don't know if it's changed but i know fedville state was considered north carolina's top teaching college particularly for black people and i was excited it's a lot of these white universities that know this shit so a lot of them have their eye on us that's why a lot of a lot of them want to quote unquote get us into their uh unc system and like federal state want to change the name want to acquire us to make them look better yeah and the article is on the undefeated is how did north carolina a&t become the country's leading producer of black engineer care um so yeah it's it's long so i can't read it all but yeah man um that's one reason we got to support hbcus man people just think it's uh, anyway i don't want to rehash the whole thing because i'm gonna just get mad uh <laughs> elizabeth writes in hello rod and karen hello listeners and co-host uh i love you and the walking dead and this is us slash hot i just wanted to thank you all for enhancing my life in the most marvelous of ways shout out to the litter brothers for introducing me to the blackout tips lb in the house thank you leonard i love your laughs the way you both laugh and the things you laugh at and i'm so grateful for your perspectives and the way you get you guests and listeners share so open-heartedly i live in the uk shout out to the british dude that called in so glad he is putting his mental health first but i was born in kenya shout out to barack obama senior and it is thrilling to connect with black people across the pond it cracks me up when you read white people news from british sources and you both have no idea what y'all talking about i can't tell the euro from the pound Mm-mm. i don't know what's going on Mm-mm. all i know is got that little e, e I'm, symbol I'm just a dumbass american y'all for real i try to i ah ah yeah i'm just dumbass yeah. american uh i love the way rob refuses to pronounce callie minigill's name i don't know how you pronounce it um i'm cracking up all over again thinking about it lol Woo! both of y'all are brilliant everywhere i love your dynamic and i'm too old but i consider myself adopted into the tbgwt family you all adopted into mine thank you for the puns and period positivity thank you for the hashtag they walking and thanks for this too much shout out to bossy i am biased but beth is uh of the uh is is the best character ever oh yo of this is us yes she is the best character ever and yes we all are that perfect with demanding mothers how did the writers know <laughs> did you notice on the a- mama's on the board like like that's what happened when you get women i try to find it in the right room and behind the cameras and shit like that they keep it real they're like look this is some real shit <laughs> did you notice on the walking dead after morgan killed richard to try to explain himself to the leader of the saviors when morgan stepped forward the leader with the blonde bob flinched and <laughs> backed up he was he was shook as we were clapping emojis he was terrified of morgan yes he was uh will you will be interested to see if and how they feed uh richard's death back to negan okay i'll stop love 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 beth at how about beth on twitter ps please check your itunes reviews oh okay we need to check from uh the uk i guess yeah because yeah okay yeah all right i'll i'll try to i'll see if i can check it before we get off the air in the background if not i'll write it up won't let you forget 
I, I, all right uh horatio writes in love your podcast have a question to pose hi karen and rob first of all i just wanted to thank you for doing such an awesome show with your podcast i found you two at a time december 2016 when i needed something authentically black as a respite from everything that has been going on in social social politically this past year on that topic i have a question do you and my fellow listeners think that the other side doesn't give a damn about russia uh, I don't mean our current administration. I mean the Republicans and probably some Hillary voters too. I'm beginning to believe or rather acknowledge to myself that I are what I already believe that Trump fans wouldn't object to a society that is identical to Russia. Uh, I'm going to say this. I don't know about the society being identical. What I will say is uh, if y'all think them ties to Russia is about to stop people from supporting uh, Trump, you, you, you got another motherfucking surprise in store. They don't care about that shit. Yep. The only thing that will stop Donald Trump, like people was like, it's his tax return. I was like, unless his tax return show he filled out black at the race. <laughs> what the good. fuck are we talking about? Nobody he cares. Good. The kind of people that support Trump for the most part only care that he maintains his racial uh points of view right and it's white power right and he um maintains his bigotry everything else they don't care nope. they don't care if they lose their health care nope. they don't care if they, they can't go to planned jobs. parenthood they don't care if they lose their jobs they don't care the only thing they care about is keeping immigrants out keeping muslims out yes, sir. keeping uh keeping black and brown people some kind of form of oppressed um stripping the government of all like programs that they think might benefit some black people somewhere possibly uh even if they on the program them fucking sales so like yeah dog um i'm gonna say no to any of this shit with his taxes any of this shit with russia none of this shit will be what brings trump down at any level anyway after that dawned on me i realized that duh of course they wouldn't object it, it'd be a straight white male christian world that's what make america great again means to the supporters for trump supporters who disagree with my assertion i doubt they'd outwardly object i doubt any of them will hear this i don't know that trump supporters are a big demo for the blackout tips podcast Mm-mm. uh <laughs> i don't <think> <laughs> who disagree with myself i thought they outwardly object to decreased diversity in their neighborhood workplace etc let alone policies that directly harm black and brown people as well as our lgbtq brothers and sisters why because whiteness over everything is their default mm-hmm. preach to the choir basically All right. and writing this i ask what i think is a hard question beyond a catastrophe from trump what leads to impeach that leads to which leads to impeachment and i don't even know if pence would really take a different stance for, with russia than uh when if he should take over i think he's worried but go ahead yeah right. and are we not too late to stem this tie i mean for real you got dudes in power who have all but stated they want to be russia um i don't feel powerless but i also recognize the perilous situation of my minority status and in color and in number in the country uh still run by white males and if we are truly on this path and uh that will continue for some time where is the tipping point to where we know for certainty uh that this will be what we deal with for the next 30 40 50 years peace horatio blackman uh yeah man i i personally feel like um this is that that point and there will not be um nothing nothing's gonna happen to change this like Mm -hmm uh for at least two to four years this is the administration everybody's stuck with the only thing that might happen is people start feeling the impacts of some of his changes and then those people feel some sort of uh fight like i'm gonna fight back you know what i mean Mm -hmm. 
that's the only thing i could think of that would change mm-hmm. anything is people being like oh my health care is fucked up and i'm a white person and i voted for trump or people that said hey, both the same i choose not to vote things will be fucked up for them and then they'll they'll say okay well now that things are fucked up for me i feel like maybe uh it's time to get this dude out of office right now considering the all the other people who didn't have a chance and were immediately impacted by it yeah but the way but honestly the way um things are set up um with the way that uh the gerrymandering is gone i don't know that there's gonna be this uh quick solution to any of this shit Mm-mm. you know feel like people for the most part that it's just hopeful wishing that um or wishful thinking that <laughs> hopeful wishing it is wishful thinking that um somehow uh, he'll be called to task and everybody's gonna realize like oh okay it, it, it actually he's a pretty bad guy you know i don't think it's gonna happen uh lashonda Wright saying hi rod hi karen i didn't want anything it's just been a minute since i wrote in to tell you how wonderful you are and how great the podcast is i'm premium and i'm loving these those shows as well are you co- <clears throat> are you coming to awesome con this year i'd love to get more photos and karen hugs absolutely Lashonda. Mm-hmm. we plan yeah. to be there coming is uh, june, june or july it's june. june i think june. the second weekend in june i think let hold on let me check while we're talking so i give people the right date mm, okay well uh yeah we absolutely uh that is that is uh the plan so uh if y'all are gonna gonna uh uh if y'all are gonna be there then uh you know we uh we plan on being there in the words of michael mcdonald i'm gonna be there uh so i also i also have a question whatever happened to with mccrory trying to strip the incoming democratic governor of his power i know in december the court stayed the effort but haven't heard anything about challenges to the state or know that it was only a temporary stay have you guys heard anything in this regard keep the great discovery from my understanding that shit was definitively like no so i don't know i haven't heard anything since and i think we are probably in a a uh, circle where me and Karen would have heard if something was different, but I'll try to look into it. At least but. we heard we would have. Awesome con, y'all. For those of you that came last year or you wanted to come last year and you wouldn't come, Awesome Con is June the... 16th through the 18th. Yeah, 16th through the 18th. Um, I don't know. We don't know anything about the panel or anything like that. Once we get that information from Chris, we'll let you guys know. For the, so for those of you that were thinking about it or planning on it, uh, look for us to be there uh j4 writes in Ooh, this is a long one all right here we go hbcu budget what up queen karen and spouse rod i tried to leave a voicemail but the prompt never came up just kept ringing hopefully i can make my point without an overly long email well you know what man people uh i don't know what happened people got the prompt other people left voicemails i don't know if something happened on voicemail i will right, we'll figure it out i don't know <clears throat> I don't know if it got full. It's electronics. No, nah, I don't think it does. Okay. Oh, so uh, that's the openness in me going, the voicemail got full, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. The tape had to pop up, flip over. <laughs> right. That's all I'm thinking. Well, maybe it can only hold so many messages. It's a double-sided tape. <laughs> so 45 released his budget at HBCUs, didn't get the increase in funding they requested in Pell Grants for summer classes with slash 
four billion dollars uh the Pell grant issue is the most disturbing to me i'll share a quick story a friend of mine was a former uh president of a large hbcu in a republican state who ultimately got run off her job by the board of trustees their beef was a difference in belief of the school's secondary mission she felt that the school should continue to do what it's always done provide black people and other underserved groups like college education as a result the school sometimes admitted many students that probably would have had trouble getting in elsewhere another friend who works in the student affairs uh department was telling me how a lot of these types of students need extra classes to even be brought up to college level because of the poor educations they received prior to college two things happen because of this the students take longer to graduate we're talking maybe an extra semester compared to the state average and the students need to take summer classes the state legislature was also at odds with the school and was constantly trying to find reasons to cut their budget the republican state congressman tried to use that as proof that the school is failing and reasons to cut the funding the sad thing is that the university trustees sided with the money instead of doing what is right one area that i think this cut is uh impel funding is going to affect is hbcu stem students uh i don't know how kids do it uh today but back when i was in undergrad it was best to take the hardest uh stem classes in the summer where you're only uh taking one to two classes right it is a shorter period of time and and so i i, I realized that too when we was at, at federal state i didn't go to summer class because a lot of scholarships like they went pay for summer school but a lot of people uh who got loans and shit like that did their really complex classes because they know it's a short period of time it's condensed you know, a lot of teachers, they're not as hard because they know they only have a limited amount of time to cover a limited amount of shit in the summertime. Also, you don't have uh, as many classes that you're taking. So you can you can concentrate on those one or two classes. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, you have access to professors and TAs that have smaller class sizes. Lastly, there's always talk about lack of diversity in tech. If the Zuckerbergs and Google uh googles of the world are really serious about increasing diversity now is a great time to come together and increase their donations to hbcus sadly i don't think they are facebook has less than 150 black employees out of eight eighty five hundred that's not even two percent shaking my head but that's a story for another day what's four billion to a company like apple even if they only did it for the good pr it'd be tremendously helpful um love the show i like how he added links to all his points like we believe you he'd be like listen here's the facebook link just in case no no alternative facts in this joint uh love the show can't believe y'all are almost at 1500 episodes uh some of these corporate back shows don't even make it 150 your hard work and dedication is much appreciated uh and one more thing brent voice did y'all peep the article about ncaat producing the most black engineers well it's a coincidence you said that literally two emails before this yep we, we peeped it i'm biased because i think because i work in the stem field but y'all already know that 45 cuts to arts and humanities budgets will definitely hurt hbcus more fuck him and his whole crew his policies are reminiscent of communist china where they targeted intellectuals so they could get a large uneducated labor force sadly the way his base doesn't give a fuck about facts in the pursuit of truth and knowledge is being called uh it's called being a liberal elitist it looks like it's working jay full thanks jay full mm-hmm. and yeah everything you said man the Pell grants and stuff and here's the thing man uh i just feel like everything i said on the on that podcast about the hbcus just come to fruition because look at what he did just completely gut look at the programs where he just went fuck 
the fuck everything about meals on wheels and all this shit like yeah yo what is it npr mm-hmm. i mean and the thing about a lot of this shit he couldn't i think it says like point oh 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 like it's a, such a small percentage of the overall budget right but the shit that you actually need to cut you're not cutting right so i i mean look i i just can't imagine what would happen if they didn't go that's all i'm saying I, who knows i think they're this administration is willing to do a lot of unprecedented shit and people keep laughing it off and keep thinking it's predictable and they keep thinking that it's so like it's not a big deal i don't know that there will be hbcus in eight years i Mom. hope so um but i do know for a fact if he would have gutted everything right now uh that with him gutting so many other programs i don't know that people would find prioritize the amount of money needed to keep funding hbcus for the next four to eight years uh, last email jared writes in so this was originally supposed to be a voicemail with the two of us calling in but it's been a crazy week i know y'all hear this a lot but you really mean a lot to us uh i won't yeah this is called early on the first morning of a new life i won't speak for charnel uh i hope i pronounced it right charnel because it's ch so it could be charnel or charnel um but i know for me you help me approach life in a more mindful accepting manner all of this whole helping me grow to live and accept my black ass self more and more uh what y'all say about wokeness being a journey is true i've had problematic positions been stubborn to use my privilege to silence others but i try to do better every day um uh literally check myself and listen to and amplify those who live their truest lives but all of this is a distraction from the very selfish reason i wrote this email i'm getting married today y'all congratulations probably sometime after y'all do the feedback show we'll be starting a ceremony and i want hopefully i want to hopefully to get this in time so that on our flight home my beautiful wonderful new wife charnel monique smoke page uh could hear this and get all all happy and teary again she's the one that introduced me to your show and it has been a source of growth discussion and joy between the two of us for the last two years i look forward to many happy nights and morning listening learning and laughing with you all and like i said i hope i'm not pronouncing it wrong so i'm gonna say it both ways charnel charnel and slash charnel um stay golden y'all and charnel slash charnel monique smoke page thanks for introducing me to this show we hope uh to see you at awesome con this year since she missed out last time oh my god that's who it is remember he told us that she uh she couldn't make it he was like oh she loved the show and he was by herself that's who it is oh we hope to meet her baby well thank you very much jared michael smoke page man uh and hopefully we see you at awesome calm too man yeah oh that that is that's awesome looking man. forward to it yep so uh congratulations to both of you guys what a great way to end the show Yay! all right uh well we're out of here guys we'll be back tomorrow um and like i said we'll be doing this too much tomorrow me and bossy what was a long one three hours boy y'all can talk all right guys we'll talk to y'all tomorrow until then love you love you too Mwah. Mwah.